welcome, welcome to the Hermit Style Podcast with your hosts, Jimmy Bacon and Mike Runciuti, talking all about the Dragon Ball Super Card Game, presented by Team TCG Mafia and produced by Lobat. Yo, yo, yo! What's up, everybody? I had to do that one longer. Um, funny enough, I uh, just before this episode, my girlfriend made fun of me for my yo-yo-yos and told me I should do them very quietly tonight. She had the audacity to call them stupid. So I took that as a challenge to give the, you the longest, hopefully best yo-yo-yo I've ever done. But welcome in Hermit Style Podcast. Uh, we are recording today. I guess it's technically Monday. It's currently 1218. So just past midnight on Monday, April 5th. Uh, sadly, Mike was not able to make it due to the holiday. Um, they've got some family things going on and he's it looks like he's going out of town this week. So he wasn't able to come on. But thankfully, we have two amazing guests. One has been on the show before. The other, we have been dying to get on the show, and I have a special drop for them that I'm going to put on right now. <laughs> this was this is funny because they can't hear my drops right now. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it'll, but, it'll remain a surprise. It will. It the will. Super Vegeta Bros. If that gives you any hint of what I did, uh, John Carlo and Sublet. What's up, fellas? Yo, yo, yo! It's good to be on again, brother. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. What's up, man? Not much, not much. Hey, stoked that both of you are on. Um, I know both of you really need no introduction. Giancarlo, you've obviously been on before, um, but Sublet, we, uh, you, you haven't been on before, so definitely stoked that you're, you're making your first appearance, and it's kind of cool both of you are on together because, uh, I mean, you, you guys are basically like, a, you're just a pair. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't typically get yeah. one without the other. <laughs> yeah. if, if you've ever seen Scrubs, it's, he's my hetero life mate. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you Turk or JD? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> You're Turk. I'm JD. I'm, I'm definitely okay. the effeminate one. Whatever you say, <laughs> bud. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, real quick, little background. God, I don't remember when we met. It was it was like 2007, 2008. It was, it was a long, it was a long time ago. Long, like light of destruction, Phantom Darkness in Yu-Gi-Oh terms. I don't yeah. know what oh. it was. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, we just became friends and I mean, hell, that was 13 years ago, right? So we've been friends for about that long. Back in set one and set two, we always played Vegeta. So we were this SVB, Super Vegeta Brothers. And then, you know, throw back to that little era of Dragon Ball, man. Yeah, dude. All we ever did was discard people's hands. Play big <laughs> hands. Yep. I uh, I vividly remember this actually. So we <laughs> went up to Dream Wizards, me and my boy Ben. Uh, mm -hmm. And I was on Tricolor Ginyu. He was on he was on Starter Q. This man literally will just not play another deck but Starter Q. I think he actually stopped playing 
and then like literally played through like set four, only playing that deck, and then was just like, this deck sucks, quit, and hasn't come <laughs> back. <laughs> um, but I remember we went up there, and I was super confident, and I just saw these two dudes just wrecking everyone. And yep. my boy Ben was like, oh, yeah, that's that guy Subla. He's like really nice, and he's really good at card games. And then I was like, oh, okay. And then I just saw, and then every round, both all are at the top tables, and then I like scrub out because I suck. And then uh, <laughs> everyone in the tournament was talking about these dudes that came in wreck face with this deck that everyone thought was not good. Well, not maybe not yeah. good, but no, no one thought was as good as what you could play at the time. Oh, yeah, for sure. We ended up winning that one. It was me yeah. and Chesco first and second. We just yeah. split it and left. Yeah. Yeah. We were about to not split it, though, because uh, somebody's a little stubborn. I, I don't like to. I don't like to split. I don't like to split. I like to play, especially knowing you can win. Like, why would I split if I know I can just win? Like, <laughs> I don't yeah. know about that. Yeah. That's, that's a strong assumption you're making there. Yeah. Okay. That's <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> um, but both of you coming off literal back-to-back regional wins. That's incredible. Yeah. Yo, like, congratulations to both of you. Hell yeah! Thank you, bro. Yeah. Thanks, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're, we're going to get into how we all did in the most recent regionals, what we played, um, all of that good stuff. But again, I'm just stoked to have you on. I think the listeners are going to be stoked to have, you know, it's always cool to have other top tier players, high level caliber players to give some insight and feedback. And y'all are both incredible. Um, we, we talk about both y'all on, on the podcast, uh, highly respected players. So yeah. Just, uh, again, stoked to have you on. Before we get into too much of like the beef of today's episode, uh, we do have a very small amount of news to go, so we're going to get into that now. News from the Lookout. All right, so main piece of news for today, uh, we there really isn't much Bandai news, like Dragon Ball Super Card Game news, because regionals are, are in force, going strong. We're already, how many regionals have happened now? Do you guys know? Four, three, three? three regionals. Three regionals. In North America, it's been three. In North America. Okay. They've been going on in Oceania and Europe and stuff. Okay. Okay. Yep. So so we're already three regionals down in North America. And obviously, we, you know, we got a lot of listeners overseas. So there's some down for you all too. So they're they're well underway. Um, Battle Evolutions is out. It's already on the market. Uh, be on the lookout soon. We're, we should have Trevor from Broken Honor on soon doing a Market Watch episode. So you can get all the latest on that. Um, but yeah, not a whole lot going on because everything's just kind of, it's in, it's rolling. It's already going to plan. Uh, so just to talk a little bit about the Discord, we do have Hermit Style Weeklies are well underway. We are actually finishing our first one. Uh, Sublet, you're undefeated, I believe. And Getum is undefeated, I think. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm kind of, I'm kind of worried about that matchup. He plays striving, uh, what, striving against fate or, Fighting against fate. Fighting against the little, fate. The little Goku that says when I activate a counter, I have to warp a card from my hand. He plays four of those. I'm very concerned. Oh, true fighting spirit. True fighting, yeah. Yeah, that one, yep. yeah. Yep. Yeah, that, that card is highly annoying. <laughs> it is, yeah, especially when I'm invoker. Everything I have says counter. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, but weeklies are underway. We actually got more um, more participation than we expected. So we are pushing them up instead of 
over the course of one week. Each tournament will actually take two weeks to complete so we can add some extra rounds. Uh, we start on Tuesday and then each round is 48 hours. So you have 48 hours to communicate with your opponent, schedule a time and play your best of three. And then you report the match in the discord. And then obviously it's over webcam and we have t actual table channels set up uh, for the tournament. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I'm excited about it. Like I said, we did not expect to even need to have more than three rounds this first one, <laughs> but we had 16 people. So we're going to just have the undefeated to play out for first and second and just go off standings. But uh, yeah, it, it should be cool. And it's only a $7 buy-in and you get a bunch of cool perks when you, when you top uh, everyone that joins, get some XP. Uh, everyone that tops gets some money. Uh, and then also we're doing a leaderboard and as you win or at least make top four in the tournament, you gain leaderboard points. And at the end of a season, we will have an actual invitational like Hermit style invitational with some cool prizing on the line. So be on the lookout for more news from that. Everything's kind of new in the works, kind of testing the waters, seeing how people like it, but, uh, it's, it's exciting. So definitely jump in them. Um, other than that, there's no real news, so we are going to go straight into today's main topic. Turtle School Weekly Focus. All right, so we're going over two main things today. We're going to go over our experiences in the regional, and we are also going to do top five. So this will be the first time we do top five with a guest, so that's pretty sweet. Uh, I'll leave it up to you guys. Where do, where, where do we want to start? Do we want to talk about regionals, or do we want to do our top five cards first? Regionals first? Uh, sure. Yeah. Works for me. Sounds good. Cool with me. Um, all right. So I guess we will start. Uh, well, who won the first? John Carlo, you won first, right? I did, yeah. Okay. Well, you you start us off. You were the, the first champ okay. of this season of regionals. <laughs> no, he was the champ uh, of the yeah. Season. Well, okay. of the yeah, second yeah. regional. I mean, of the two uh, of you. He was first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was cool. I did play in the first regional. I played Dark Broly. I got like top 32. I didn't do too good. That was pretty iffy. Um, I don't I don't really have much to say about that. Yeah, the second one I played King Piccolo. That's the one I won. Um, King Piccolo is nice, it's really good in best of one. Um, I don't think King Piccolo has any bad matchups. And I mean, it was it was eight rounds and like Pretty much like I had six free rounds. I mean, like just because how good the deck is. I played two mirror matches and, you know, both of those were one of them was hard. One of them was easy. Like I, I don't know. It was a really easy tournament. Like, honestly, like I had I played against the blue baby. That was tough. You know, King Piccolo versus blue baby. Something we've kind of talked about on the YouTube channel or I'm sure you and Mike have talked about on the podcast. Like it's it's a weird, weird matchup. And. He likes it because he's crazy. I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so well, boring. I, I like it from the King Piccolo side because you get to make a lot of micro decisions and it makes you you feel rewarded for playing well. Whereas like baby, um, I I don't feel I don't ever feel like rewarded playing baby because the deck is so linear that it's just kind of like I'm just gonna win on turn seven or even turn six. You're just like, I'm just gonna win on this turn. So um it's it's a it's a good it's almost like solving a puzzle like I, I like it a lot but um that matchup was hard the mirror match was hard and you know every other matchup was pretty easy King Piccolo is really broken in best of one and then so I won that regional that was sick that was the first regional I ever won um yeah man I mean that shit was sick uh it's really cool I don't I don't care that it's like a webcam event I know people don't 
like webcam events. I've been really enjoying them. Um, and I mean, I'm going to keep, as long as Bandai keeps having them, I'm just going to keep doing them. Oh yeah. And then, uh, I got top 13 at last weekend's regional with, uh, Mike's baby list. And, uh, you know, after just talking to Jimmy on my YouTube channel, like I got a lot of good advice from Jimmy and I'd never played baby before, um, at an, an event. I, I brought it to locals one time and, uh, that was it. And then playing be <laughs> like it, this shit was so, you know, baby's broken dog. I should have, I should have listened to Mike a long time ago. It's That's insane. Bro. <laughs> it's insane. So yeah, just, I mean, to touch on regionals, I mean, they've been great. I, I really enjoy, um, before webcam tournament sucked before hermit style discord popped off. Now that hermit score discord has popped off. There's like, uh, bro, there was like 30 people in the chat room. I swear to God, bro, like there was so many people in the chat room just chilling in between rounds, talking. You know what I mean? Like it's the it coolest you, feeling. It feels like you're at a, like yeah. just in an event, like at an event with the homies. Yeah, it's yeah, it's the so closest cool. thing because I remember the first uh, webcam event I entered back when like it was just Bandai was doing webcam events. Like I would play my round and then I'd be bored, play another round and be bored. But now it's like play around, hop in the chat, sublet Mike, Jimmy, and 20 other people, Armando, freaking, I can't even name them all, but shout out to everyone <laughs> yes, in bro. the Hermit. Yes. Uh, shout out to all of you guys. Cause you know, we've, we really like built this or Jimmy and you and Mike have built this community. I, you know, we've had the pleasure of being a part of it, but, uh, you, you guys, guys have, really have absolutely it. helped to build it. <laughs> yeah, I got, <laughs> Right. So, uh, but it, it's, it's just, it's such a great thing, man. This, the fact that we get to play Dragon Ball during a pandemic, bro, uh, Bandai is trying. These stores are trying. Shout out to Core, Tech, PPG, any other store, bro. A at least they're trying to give us something, man, because there's other card games out here that are drowning and they are just, they say they do not care about their players at all. At the very least, we're getting competition. We're getting our uh, interest is being held in the game and we have great communities like the Hermit Style Discord. So like, bro, I, I, I've been loving it. This, this has been the best we've had since coronavirus hit. Hell yeah, and legitimate bro. pricing too. Oh yeah, like, and the pricing's dope. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah the, pri like, the pricing is great. Yep. Bandai's doing an excellent job with these regionals. They're doing the best that they can. Even the best of I one, agree. which you know is debatable as to how good or bad that really is. Yeah. I mean, by doing that, they're now facilitating even more people into their regionals, and like, yeah. it's wonderful. Nobody feels left out at the end because yeah. there's still some slots left over. Like, join mm -hmm. the regionals. There's still openings in yeah. all the ones coming up. Bro, we had 400 people. Between two regionals, there were over 400 people playing. What card game during the pandemic is having <laughs> is having 400 people play? None, so bro. awesome, bro. <laughs> yeah. Which one has 40 people playing? Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, somewhere in Texas has like 40 Yu-Gi-Oh! players, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Houston is popping down there with that stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so... So John Carlo, I know that when uh your your tournament that you won, Battle Evolutions was not legal. Is that correct? Or am, is correct. my timing off? Okay. So in that one you played King Piccolo, and then when you went to the next one you played Baby. Was there a reason you went off King Piccolo or you just wanted to mix it up? Uh I try to play so this is just something I do is like I try to play a different deck every week. Uh I'm fortunate enough to have a locals in Georgia. I play I play a different deck every week. So like I don't <laughs> he's being silly <laughs> i um i don't like playing the deck for i don't like playing one deck for too long uh i still think even battle evolutions doesn't change anything king piccolo is still a great deck 
Um, I just wanted to play baby because uh, Jimmy and Mike had inspired me to play the deck. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Nice. I'll also admit, I bought some Revenge Big Bang Attacks the other day. Hey, <laughs> we are doing our job. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, do you, well, I mean, so what do you think about King Piccolo's position right now with Battle Evolutions? Has it changed? Do you think it's still a top tier deck? What, what's your opinion on it? Um, no, it ha- like the deck probably hasn't. Like, I mean, the deck realistically, you should be evolving. Um, every week right the problem is that there were literally almost zero good red cards out of battle evolutions there's literally one good red card testing the opposition that's like the only good card uh, at least for generic red um that came out of the set so like you can play that i think that's a good card in king piccolo but the, does the deck change no not really best of one changes things but you can just run stuff like kaoken uh death ball Omen of Awakening, testing the opposition, Wolf Fang Fist. These are all just cards you can just play in best of one. Your deck doesn't get any worse when playing them. Um, and King Piccolo is just really good in best of one. When we move back to best of three, it's still really strong. I mean, King Piccolo has some of the best sideboard options um, that the game has to offer right now. Just because Red Red has a lot of control cards that people don't tend to think of, but like, you know, you, Red I think has some of the best non-black sideboard options. And so this deck is a killer in best of three as well. Yeah, nice. King Piccolo really offers a unique perspective on things because your leader lets you play your battle cards for free, so mm-hmm. you can use all of your energy on those very unique control cards. That yeah, exactly. Yeah, about. and then your I, I said this uh, on the on our my YouTube channel, but like decks that are good in best of one are decks that do not have to change their strategy whatsoever. King Piccolo and Baby never change their strategy whatsoever. Absolutely. Uh, Invoker, I feel like, does have to play matchups, but I mean, Invoker is just a good deck. Uh, I think Invoker is a good deck for best one as well. Maybe Sublet can offer his input on that. <laughs> but um, yeah, decks that don't change their strategy or their play style, like for example, Dark Broly has to play differently versus different decks, where like the King Piccolo launch baby matchup, those are all wildly different. And you have this degree of variance. Any mill deck is bad in best one, not bad, but like less good because. You have one game, and if you're Vergex, you don't mill shit, then that game is over, and there's no, there's nothing you can do about it. So um, any black deck right now has a lot of variance in it, and again, they have to change their strategies wildly depending on what they play. So that's why King Piccolo and Baby are so good in best of one. I, I definitely I agree 100% with that statement. That's actually a, a really cool way of looking at it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so as far as... Best of one goes for King Piccolo. Were there any cards? No, well, before I get into that, um, obviously you you did a deck profile. It's on the, the Bad Beats channel? Yeah, it's on Bad Beats. Yeah, I had a okay. whole report, uh, deck uh, deck list and report. Yep, go through okay. each and every one of my matches, yeah. So we won't. We don't have to go through all that. We'll direct everyone over to that video. I'll make sure I, I li- I'll throw some links at the uh, in the description so you guys can go check it out for a more, I guess, detailed... Um, experience of his actual matchups and deck list but yep. were there any cards that you teched in specifically just because it was best of one yeah um kaioken uh what is it uh i don't know its full name the one but from it's draft like... box ssb kaioken sun goku concentrated destruction there yeah, we that go card is busted. bro honestly that card is so good i'm just gonna main deck it forever now in king piccolo <laughs> 
I don't. I, think I don't. It's a, a main deck staple in any red deck right now. Yeah. It's really strong. So so it's like it's a 15k three drop with deflect. If you summon it, it KOs everything, uh, 20k or less, and you can tap two red, discard it from your hand, neg something, 25k, ignoring barrier. So like, there's literally no matchup where that's bad. Maybe Dark Broly, it's not super useful against Dark Broly, but it's like um against mecha you can again ignoring barrier you can kill bojack you can kill uh lord slug uh i think they oh uh, uh annihilation what the ss4 goku annihilation you can summon it in the mirror match clear the entire board except for drum uh against launch it clears the whole board. like it's just and again like someone said like i don't actually tap my energy for any battle card like once i play my unison my entire deck costs zero energy uh, I have a bunch of free negates. I have a bunch of free counterplays. Um, you know, between like testing opposition, Wolf Fist, Scion, Yamcha, Drum. Like, I don't, I don't have to spend any energy on anything. So I can afford to tap three for a Kaioken, uh, unless I, unless I need to leave two up for a Topo. Like, I'm good to go, or one up for a Violent Raise. And then, like, by the time it's turn four, like, I'm not, I have that energy anyway. So, yeah, Kaioken's busted. That's that's really the only card I main board. There were cards that I could main board that I just decided not to. Like uh, Omen of Awakening is a card that's really popular in King Piccolo right now. I actually just hate that card. I don't think I ever want to crit a life when I could just play Denial of Hope. Like, it, I don't know. Like, cr critting a life to reduce a card by one energy seems so pointless to me because, again, I don't need to use my energy in King Piccolo anyway. So, like, do I really need to crit a life? No, not really. <laughs> Would you keep main decking the Whis super combo? Oh, I, I never. Uh, yes, absolutely. I love that shit. I've I've played Whis in that deck. I I want to bump Whis up to two. I just don't have two SPRs, so it's like I don't really want to play one SPR and one non foil. <laughs> Bro, I feel that actually. <laughs> yeah, I played the. Uh... I've definitely have played cards just just because I like the way they look. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. yep. Absolutely. I mean, I side deck six drop Broly and everything. He has never yeah. had anything to do with yeah. the deck. <laughs> yeah. yeah, one, of, one of one Yeah, yeah. Every deck, bro. And it's funny because people ask why he sides it, and he's just <laughs> like, "Bro, come on." Like, <laughs> no, he's My not so hysterical. Is has someone yeah. has like legitimately yeah. been like so. Let's talk about this six drop green Broly in your Invoker deck. <laughs> yeah. So it normally blows people away, but in the uh, starter deck Broly, the one from set six, the, I had some people who, because I won the celebration with the list, they would look at the list. They went into deep, in depth analysis mm. on the six drop. They were like, maybe when he gets to turn six, he'll tap six for this. And then he'll discard his opponent's last two cards and go in for game. And it's hilarious when yeah. that happens because it's not at all. <laughs> yeah. Yep. What, so what, what is the reason you always side deck the six drop set one SPR Broly? That's my favorite card. It's the first card I ever pulled out of a pack. There it is. It was, it is this exact, <laughs> this exact SPR Broly, this one right here that I'm holding in my hand that the viewers cannot see. It's it's that one specifically that I pulled out of the pack. So I'll always side deck him. He's gonna be in the uh in the deck somewhere, main or side. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and that's uh that's the reason we played Dragon Ball. So what texted me one day, he said, uh we were we were really burnt out on Yu-Gi-Oh. I think I quit Yu-Gi-Oh, but Sublet kept playing after me. Because like you know, at some point Yu-Gi-Oh started sucking super bad. It really did. Uh, it and, did. And Sublet just texted me one day. He said, Hey, there's a new Dragon Ball card game, the art looks sick. And I was like, oh, okay. I didn't think anything of it. And then like a week later we were hanging out and he was showing me the cards and I was like, 
yeah, I'll buy some packs. Fuck it. And then here we are. Like, <laughs> here, here we are four years later on a podcast, uh, uh, winning regionals and stuff. So that's, it's funny how life goes, right? That's yeah. That, that's a uh, very wholesome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. If you've ever lost to Giancarlo or me, it's probably that Broly's fault. Absolutely, definitely. <laughs> is just that sick. So, um, so let's see. So with the King Piglet, was there any matchups that you just did not want to see? No, I think it's a. I think uh, it has. I don't think it has any strictly bad matchups. Even matchups that are hard to play, you know, it's still like I'm okay with playing them, right? Um, I think as long as I'm as long as I'm playing well, like I mean, you can beat any matchup, right? Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, uh, well, okay, so like Vigex can be difficult, right? Because Vigex is main decking for uh Black Power Mass Sands, right? And um uh Dark Broly is main decking Black Power Mass Sand too, right? So like if they just open with 3 Oh, uh, what is it? Dark Power Black Dark Mass Sand. Yeah, yeah, BMS. Everyone knows, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah the BMS one set 5. So like again, in best of 1, if my opponent opens 3 BMS, I'm like, oh, "Okay, I I lose," right? Like you know what I mean? There's, there's sure. only, but it's like if only, you got it, you got it, right? Yeah, but also like I can just Yamcha away to BMS. So like you know, again, like if 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 they have it, they have their option. I have mine. So you know, uh, you play Yamcha for free. It's it. You don't discard for Yamcha because it's played with a, a keyword skill of counter, and then you kill two BMS, and it's like okay, well I don't have that issue anymore. So now I get to play. Now I get to play the game. Like it, it's just options are options. That's all. Um, speaking of which, that uh, Yamcha brings me to a couple other questions I have for you. Um, the first being, can you, uh, if you guys haven't checked out my baby deck profile I did on the Bad Beats channel, Giancarlo, make sure you go check that out. Uh, but there was just one point that I'd like to reiterate a play line. Can you go over how the interaction works to pop the Sun Gohan that we talked about when you're playing against baby? Yeah, okay. So... Uh, what's his name? Sun Gohan, baby's minion. Yeah, yes, whatever. The, the Gohan negate bottom deck one. Okay, so <laughs> I got so let's okay. So King Piccolo has its unison out. Uh, Piccolo Junior unison. You declare attack. Your opponent goes tap two activate Yamcha. Okay, you say no, no, no. Tap counter, two Gohan. Tap yeah. Okay, my bad. Tap two activate Gohan. You're like okay. Counter window two. I'm gonna play Yamcha targeting your Gohan. Your Gohan now has 10k power, which means my unison can now kill it because it has 15k or less. Um, in this game, you can choose like the resolution of autos. So you can choose to resolve your Yamcha before your unison. Which is such an important interaction to understand. We actually had a um, Discord member get cheated out of the last regional because two judges did not understand this interaction and told him that you cannot do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Pac-Man. Yeah. I did it. I did it. Um, there's a cool drum play you can do as well. So uh, in the regional I was playing King Piccolo, I was playing against Baby, right? So it's like he has two energy up, which means he has access to his counterplay. He was, instead of uh, Sun Goten, he was playing the Baby counterplay. Um, but I knew, whichever one it was, it's two energy. I know it's coming down, right? Sure. So For I the go, opponent, they're the same card. Exactly, yeah. So uh, I go attack with leader, activate leader ability, Um uh, put symbol in the combo um, activate attack of the demon clan grab a drum from my deck I go at the end of uh, battle I'm going to resolve my autos I go okay activate symbol summon symbol he goes 
tap two, summon baby, symbol goes to the bottom of the deck. I go, okay, now I'm going to resolve drum first, summon drum, neg your guy down to a 9K. Now my unison gets to kill your counterplay. So I basically got like, I knew he was going to counterplay my symbol. So like I got a free, I got a free play out of it basically. Um, and he, he like, didn't even believe me. Like he, he wanted to call the judge over it. And, I was, and then I, I like convinced him without him having to call the judge, but I was like, yeah, whatever, call the judge. I know I'm right. I don't care. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so like, that's always the best argument to make to your opponent. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think, I think because I was so confident, he just ended up believing me, but, um, which he should have. Exactly. Yeah. Right, so it's right. like if little, like again, little stuff like that is really big because like I just basically got a free kill on one of his cards and the baby Piccolo matchup is really all about value. Like, you know, you need to outvalue babies so you can afford to kill them. So the fact that I get a, uh, I kill a free 19 K attacker, you know, it's, 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 it might not seem like the biggest deal in the world, but like uh, being able to plus one in that scenario just is, it's going to start the snowball that eventually leads to me winning the game. Yeah. No, uh, that that is actually really cool, and that's really yeah. sound advice for the listeners. Um, can you walk us through? I've got two more questions, and then we'll we'll move on to Sublet's experience in the regional. Uh, can you walk us through how you play the mirror? Because I feel that a lot of people don't really understand the mirror, and at the same time, walking through some of the play lines will probably just help for a better understanding of the deck in general. Yeah. So okay. That's complicated. Um, it's or just um, like general. I guess like just general approaches, general play lines. I got that you. you I got you. General. You don't have to go like crazy. I know we could probably draw, talk about it for a long, long time. Draw a lot of Yamcha. That is definitely draw <laughs> as many Yamcha as possible. Uh, Wolf Fang Fist also a really good card in the mirror to draw a lot of um, because uh, Wolf Fang Fist ignores barrier, so you can kill the attacking drum. Um, heavy target the unison you cannot win the mirror match without the unison uh again number one most important card unison number two most important card piano um you are going to need both of those cards so you when you in your mulligan you need to highly prioritize both of those cards if you do not have a unison throw all six cards back except if you have a one drop because your one drop is either king piccolo which searches the unison or it's piano which is just a good draw card so you hard maul everything in your hand until you get that unison. Um, going first and second doesn't matter. The person who goes second has initiative, but the person who went first has Yamcha. So you'll be like, you'll be fine. Um, and, and it's just, again, heavy target, the unison, always try to make the value play. Drum is super, super important, not just because it's barrier, but because when you're attacking your opponent's battle cards, which you're going to do, uh, it negs, it makes them 5Ks. Like if I have to attack my opponent's symbol and it's a 5K, it's going to be an easy card to clear. So um, drum is super important. At like, but yeah, basically hard target the unison, and the more unisons you clear, the the harder it's just going to be for your opponent to win. If you have to waste something like uh, what's his name, new ruler. Like if I have to just waste a new ruler to kill a unison, it's 100% worth it because unison's way more valuable than new ruler. So. Uh, oh, yeah, I guess uh, Topo is really good, too. King Piccolo struggles to attack through Topo uh, because, especially in the mirror, because, like, you're going to be at a high life total and um, your opponent is going to get a free summon off of your attack. So, like, you're highly not, you're just not incentivized to attack through Topo. So Topo is really good in the mirror. And, yeah, Drum, again, I said, is really good. Also, Drum is a blocker. So when they're going to attack your unison, you get to block with Drum and then you get to 
you're you're then you get to play your own demon clan. So like, yeah, draw the unison, draw a piano, draw a bunch of Yamcha, and just play better than your opponent. I, I know that sounds weird, but like playing the value game is how you're going to play better than your opponent. Uh, those are amazing points. It actually brings me back almost to like when people were really figuring out the storm mirrors. Mm-hmm. Very very similar, right? You're always looking for the value play and controlling the board. Yeah. Uh, yeah. King Piccolo, I think, probably just adds a few layers to that. Um, yeah. Because no. it's like, ulti- ultimately, in a mirror match, if I'm plus four on my opponent, like, I'm winning the game. Like, that's all that really matters. Yeah. Absolutely. People, people don't know how to play old school Dragon Ball. Like, we, we have this weird benefit of having played for so long. We've seen every format of the game. People who are newer to the game only know like this really broken shit dragon ball game so when you sit down for a king piccolo mirror they have no clue how to play for value because they just think like my deck is broken i get and i'm to gonna swing players. face like and kill you <laughs> yeah exactly so it's like all i have to do is like play slightly better and i'm not losing the mirror like it, it's that's how i view it basically nice nice these, these are great tips um, all right, so last thing I want to hit, and then I'll let you wrap up with anything else you want to say, then we'll, we'll go to sublets. Um, you, you've got to walk us through this finals, the last win. <laughs> you, you, oh, you've got to uh, explain how this went down. Yeah. <laughs> Man, all right, first of all, people shout lost out their to minds. Frank, <laughs> shout out to Frank Miller, bro. He's a cool guy. Um, yeah, he, I, I don't know, he was very flustered. He, I'm not going to like give away everything, but he, he basically called me and told me he had something he had to do before the, uh, the match. So like he had to drive somewhere and then drive back to his house to finish the match. So like by the time he got home, he was like in such a rush. I think he was just really flustered and his mind was out of the game. Right. So I, I hate, I'm sorry, Frank. I don't know if you're listening. Sorry, bro. You, he played so fucking bad. Like I don't, I went back. I didn't think he was playing that bad when we were playing. But I went back and watched the video and like, oh my God, bro. Like you would not, I you would not understand why he was in finals if you watched him play only that game. Because like it was, it was the worst I've seen anybody play all freaking day. And um he just he made every misplay that you could pot. I'm sorry, bro. Someone's laughing. I, Frank, if you're listening, I'm sorry, bro. But like I'm just telling the truth. I'm not insulting you as a player. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just telling the truth, bro. <laughs> um anyway damn look man we we all have <laughs> no, our man, the, yamcha, the yamcha attack at the end that was the insult yeah yeah if you bro but like really really like if you there are games that i played in other regionals where like you would think i was a bad player by what like i threw so hard to dayhan uh when i played uh dark broly versus dayhan he was playing agrosin you would think that I've never played Dark Broly before because I was just playing so bad. It, it just happens, like, sometimes, I guess. Um, but anyway, yes, uh, the final attack. He had, like, he had two cards in hand, and I knew what both of them were because um, he took, like, in King Piccolo, all your life is face up. So, like, I know what, what two life he just took. So I, uh, he defends every attack I have. I summon a Yamcha by tapping three. I attack with it, and then I throw a Chompa on it for... 25k double strike in the game right there. Pretty nice. But, 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 let's not forget you could have spent one less mana on a unison to draw an additional card. Maybe I didn't want to do that. I wanted to summon the Yamcha. Yamcha was the disrespect. <laughs> the disrespect swing. Yeah. Yeah. God, Yam- so Yam- damn. Yamcha, yeah. Yamcha has a character in the show I don't care about. 
Yamcha as a character in the Dragon Ball card game, I absolutely love. <laughs> My man swung yeah. with a Yamcha for game. Hard casted a Yamcha. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That is wild. And uh, got you a regional win. Exactly, bro. So, I mean, yeah, again, shout out to Frank. He's a cool guy. I do. I think he's a good player because he got back-to-back top fours with King Piccolo. I think Definitely. you have to be a you have to be a good player to do that. Sometimes you just make misplays, bro. It's okay. Yeah, it it, it does happen. It certainly does happen. Well, uh, definitely. Congrats on that win, bro. It was yep. uh, well earned. Do you have anything else you want to talk about, just specifically with the regional and King Piccolo? Nah, I mean, it's a good deck. Shit. Um, <laughs> Sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it, right? Play, play. This if, is the shit people listen to us for. <laughs> if, if you're gonna if you're gonna play in a regional, just don't play hatch and you'll be fine. Like there's always one, gonna say I don't give a there's fuck. one hat in every single regional, I swear to god, there's one hatch player who's taking their sweet, sweet time. And they're going into overtime every single round. Don't be that guy, bro. If if Hatch is the only deck you have, buy King Piccolo. I, I don't know what to tell you, bro. Like, and if you're the guy who's going into time every round, I'm sorry to call you out, but like, just play faster. I, I shouldn't have to wait 20 minutes after overtime in between every round because you want to play a really bad deck. I'm sorry. Don't play Hatch. That's it. That's all I have to say. Bro, some, someone must have made you mad before coming on here. I don't think he's going against a single hatch in a regional. <laughs> I'm not. No, I've. I don't even know what the leader does, bro. Like I've say, never you, played against. You you've never once played against a hatch. You weren't you were uh, you weren't playing that format. No, I've never played against hatch. I just in every single regional is like one hatch or even one baby player who's just taking everybody's sweet time and they add like an entire hour to the regional. Now, what I'll say to defend the baby players, there are times where I play baby pretty quick no i'm not the fastest player in the world like mike's a very fast player i'm not i'm not a fast player but there are definitely times where i negate and i literally just sit there for like two minutes while my opponent decides if they want to attack one time they'll attack and then they'll wait again and i'll be like oh so it's not always the baby player it is sometimes the fact that you are playing baby and you're playing someone else It's, (laughs) it's always your opponent that is that is very fair um i will say about baby i have again i have very limited baby experience this was the only tournament i've ever played baby in um really one of the only times i've ever played baby in general but like this deck is it shit is so easy like oh i have two energy up i'm gonna play a gohan my now my opponent is gonna rack their freaking brain for five minutes thinking about whatever stupid play they're gonna do just for the next four things they do to get countered anyway and it's like all i have to do is add and subtract it's like i got three energy okay minus two gohan plus one revenge big bang attack Minus three Vegeta. Uh, guys, guys, all I have to do is, and it's, and I'm cruising there on easy street. I didn't sweat a single time. I was just like, yo, this deck is You're so chilling, bro. Easy. This deck is so easy to play. My, I played against a Mecha Freezer, bro. He was going crazy, shuffling his hands so quick. He was like going a mile a minute. I'm sitting there like, I don't, please attack. I can't wait to Gohan you when you attack me. I don't care. I don't care what you do. You're getting Gohan yeah, followed bro. by 4D magic. Mecha's hilarious. Like, yeah. Uh, Mike. Mike and we'll talk more about his regional experience when he's back, but I know he definitely played through a baby hatch getting counter countered uh, twice and still won. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so like, yeah, 
it, it's it is funny. It is definitely funny. Um, yeah. well, cool, man. Well, definitely great job on the regional. Uh, like I said, I know you of all people have probably put some of the most into King Piccolo. I remember yeah. you talking about it before the set dropped and you were real hype on the deck. So it's really cool to see you be one of the first that I at least saw on it. Um, definitely before there was at least any actual tops or wins with it and then yeah. coming full circle and, and getting a regional win. It's, that's really cool to see, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's switch over to sublet bro. Uh, also we, so two regional champs on the show. Um, talk to us. How was your, how was the event, man? Tell us all about it. Uh, so I played in all three of the North American regionals, the Carta Magica one, the PPG one, and then the core one uh, two days ago now, I guess, because it's after midnight. Uh, I ended up getting, I think, 11th place in the, the Carta Magica one. I felt very sick. So I just I scooped my first three rounds up in the uh, in the. PPG one, and then I took a nap and woke up to Chesco winning, which was awesome. So I just watched him. <laughs> yep. Great nap. And then, yep. And then I ended up winning the one yesterday, the core event, and I played Invoker in all three of them because, of course, I did. <laughs> Very <laughs> big surprise. Yeah. Yeah. I, super big surprise. I know. Um. So, like, Invoker is pretty good in best of one because best of one, it's like there's this huge fear of aggro oh my God, Majin Vegeta is going to be everywhere and it's going to destroy everything because the deck is just so violent and so fast. And so people generally run the control decks, actually, to stop decks like that. So you see fields inundated with Baby, inundated with Mecha Frieza, and you get a bunch of mid-range decks too, like King Piccolo, for example, and Dark Broly, kind of more aggro than mid-range, but still, you, you get less of the aggro decks in best of one, at least from my general experience and from the top cuts that we see. And Invoker just eats up those decks. It really does. You you sit down across from a baby and they charge their Android 17 on turn one. And <laughs> Damn. <it's-> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah, who was that? <laughs> I don't remember. Who was that? I don't know. He sounds pretty bad. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, uh, baby players generally to avoid confusion. It, it was, uh, it was me. Yeah. Okay. Zero play testing with this deck. Never touched this shit before. Uh, played against sublet. Char- I- charged it. No, 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 not his, his, not, it is unfair to say his win condition charged his only win condition versus invoker. <laughs> all right. All right. Moving on, moving on. <laughs> Remember how we went on that tangent about being bad? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fucking with you, bro. Uh, bro, hey, yo, what did I just I say, bro? Back. Sometimes you're just it, you're just bad. Sometimes you're good. Sometimes you're bad. That's it, it. happens. <laughs> oh man, I threw but, on purpose. Uh, so the regional, really... whatever. Hey man, I can't. I can't even. I can't yeah, even top yeah. four one, so I can't talk shit. <laughs> Yeah, so Invoker is a really solid choice in best of one. The the problem is you have to have Apex, and you also have to have testing with the deck. Those generally are the things that stop a lot of people from playing Invoker. Uh, in the first event, I ended up losing to Dehan in the last round. This man sacked me so <laughs> hard. I hope you're listening, because I'm still talking about how hard you sacked me, man. 
he he's at two life. I just looked at, I have a Vegeta on, on board with a mana up, four energy total. He's about to die next turn. He knows it. I know it. We know it together. I looked at his hand. He has a cooler counter counter and a Vegeta's final flash. I take the final flash because I can use my leader's effect again after something attacks me to rip the, to rip the cooler and be fine. So I'm not worried. This man draws and charges the card he drew for turn. I'm like, excellent. Here we go. He uses one of his big Sin Shinrons to take a life, and it was a Vegeta's final flash. And I got <laughs> to a 140 million K Sin Shinron that I couldn't even death beam because it increased its base by freaking 15. Mm-hmm. Um, so wow. I got 11th instead of top four. Yeah, that was a sad one. And then I already said I felt I felt really sick in the PPG one, but Chesco won that one, so I couldn't. And then, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then in the core one yesterday, I ended up winning. I played against three baby players, uh, two of them from the Discord. Like I said, played against Chesco, played against Jerry uh, Snuggle, and I played against some other baby player. I don't remember who. I played against uh, Red Broly. That was absolutely terrifying, but somehow I won, charging to six energy, no less. He actually only did two damage the entire game. Uh, Violent Rays, excellent card. And then let's see here. I played against a Green Ginyu and an Android 13 from the Battle Evolution thing. I mean, Invoker did what it does there. And I played against a Soul Striker Janimba in the final round against Frisco. Which was pretty cool, but he he opened really bad. He had I used my leader's effect to look at his hand. He had three Nimbus Masters, and those were never going to trigger. So it ended up going great. I uh, this is the first tournament where I have ever played Apex every single game, and normally You're Apex doesn't actually win. <laughs> I, can't, I I can't believe it. I, normally I don't get to play Apex at all. And it just, it worked out this, this tournament around. Uh, I played Apex every game. I didn't win with Apex every game, but a lot of times Apex just bought me a turn or protected Rival Seeker coming down so that I could cat flow and win. So, um, yeah, that was basically the regional experience. It was pretty cool to win one. Uh, now that I have, I'm not going to play Invoker again. I'm going to play some fun decks because I already have the promos. Yep. Nice, man. We're on that, we're on that OG Green Broly from now on. Oh baby! I want to play Agro. Agro does seem super fun. Yeah, that's really good too. It is. Yeah, it's it's solid, and it that like if you if you draw like good, it it can just clap baby. Yeah, which oh, yeah. like apparently is becoming one of the most popular decks. Shout out, Mike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. That's why I want to play OG Green Broly. Also, just destroys the hell out of baby. It does yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Swing leader, you lose your field spell. Oh, yep, <laughs> right. <laughs> your deck's terrible now. Yep. <laughs> um. So so well, that's amazing, bro. That like you done so well. So not only did you win one, but you've also only had one regional loss out of two events. So that's uh, two two regional losses. Uh, two losses. Oh, you I, lost I two in ex- the first one? Yeah, I lost two in the first oh, one. Oh, okay. Two. Oh, that's yeah, right. That's yeah. right. My bad. But yeah. still, two losses total. That's pretty freaking incredible uh, out of two regionals. So as far as like your your list goes and everything, I'll just kind of ask you some of the same questions I asked him. 
Uh, was there anything that you teched in for best of one that you typically would not in best of three? Absolutely. Um, so I like to test out new cards in the deck every time I play in an event. And when it's best of one, I can't test those in the side deck, so they have to go in the main deck. So uh, both of the events that I actually tried in, I was playing 52 cards. The same 50 cards in both events, but the two extra cards were different tech cards that I wanted to try out each one. The first event, the tech card was Kaioken, the one that we were talking about earlier with King Piccolo. The reasoning behind it was it's a three-cost board wipe that I can that has the U7 tag, so I can still look at their hand if I need to. And against Mecha Frieza, it clears their Annihilator, the dude that makes me right, right, tap right. an extra That card is probably very annoying for you. Uh, it, not really. Uh, Mecha Frieza <laughs> is not intimidating at all. They generally die on six life. Uh, you just, it, it, it's not a hard match. It's really not. Um, they have there to play have Black Mesa. <laughs> <laughs> they have to play BMS and search him on turn one with one of their two planets that they're running. Otherwise, it doesn't even matter. Against that match, I don't even play top on turn one usually. I'll just charge a blue mana and pass so they can't even get a free guy off of their uh, U9 assemble. But yeah, so uh, it only came up once the entire day. It was against a Mecha Frieza, and it. I just summoned it for three because it had deflect and it cleared his board of uh, Raiders War Cry, a uh, the oh man, what is the the, the one drop basil basil uh, chapelle and uh, basil yeah those three yeah so um, all of which were hard casted too so well the the Raiders War Cry of course was comboed yeah, yeah. in but still so I mean it cleared its board it did its job uh, for this event for the one that I just won. I chose to play, I got. I don't remember it. It's the Beerus and Weiss. All right, so it's Beerus and Weiss, Universe 7, Destroyer and Angel. It's the card from Draftbox 5. I love that card, I'll bro. Just read mm-hmm. I'll go ahead and read it because it's, uh, it's a little bit obscure. So it's a blocker energy exhaust invoker. And it has an auto. If you have three or more energy... When one of your red or blue battle cards is removed from your battle area by an opponent's skill, you play this card from your hand, and you can't play copies of this card for the rest of the turn. And auto, if it's your opponent's turn, when you play this card, at the end of the turn, this card goes to the bottom of your deck, and you draw one card. So what this card says is, in the King Piccolo Mirror match, when you Kaioken my Vegeta, I get to play this and still have Invoker. And that is a huge deal, because as long as I have Invoker, there's a very good chance you're not getting to the combo step that turn. Um, And it helps me, because currently with the deck, you would play Vegeta, and then you have to awaken and look at their hand, because you have to take the Kaioken, because it's always there. (laughs) It's never not there, trust me. And so you have to take it, and if you're down hand-size-wise, if you're down defensive cards you'd actually rather add three spells back to your hand and so that you can actually survive the turn. And so the idea of having this card in the main deck was if I'm in that situation, I can still play my game. Invoker, it's all about playing the game I want to play. Not your game. You have to play my game. Kind of like Blue Baby. You have to play mm-hmm. my game. You yeah. don't actually get to play Dragon Ball. And so, so having this card was like an extra bit of security. And even though... I didn't summon this card once the entire day. I actually moving forward with main two of this as 51 and 52 without a doubt. Like having, I had this card in my hand a lot of times when I would take a different kind of 
play path because I had it. And ultimately, I think that this card's existence was correct. Mm -hmm. So it just gave you like peace of mind? It did. It it let me play my game instead of my opponent's game, which Mm -hmm. generally is what Invoker needs to do to win. Mm -hmm. Had they had the answer for Vegeta, I would have had this answer. There's one other cute thing you can do with this. Uh, If you don't want to play Vegeta on three because you have a Topo, you can play the Topo into their swing. And then if they're a deck that removes Topo and kills it, you can actually then play this card when they kill your Topo. Mm. That's and you phenomenal. get a sneaky invoker. Nice. Yeah. You get a sneaky invoker without having to tap out for it or awaken. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's that's actually really dope. Um, I love that you played that card. I've always been a big fan of this card. Uh, I thought the effect is cool, but also the art, bro. We were talking about art oh. earlier. Phenomenal mm. art. I have a page in my binder that's just all of the uh what are they called? Destroyer Angel God Rares. Rares. Yeah, oh man, they did so good with those arts too. I just anytime I can play those cards, I just want to. Uh, but super cool. I have it sided in my invoker, so now I'm definitely motivated to main it. <laughs> uh, in, in so in best of three, I would keep it in the side. Would most you most likely? I no, might sad. I might put it in the main. It just looks so uh, good. But in best of three, <laughs> it's just 50, 50 is a better number than fifty-two. The chances of getting top change by about one percent it's a little less than one percent 50 to 52 mm-hmm. in your opening hand but um i might still main deck it moving forward i have to think about it and it really depends on the meta the the way the invoker deck looks strongly depends on how the meta looks but some good news uh jimmy for your page of these things uh they got bought out mm-hmm. oh wow <laughs> yeah. oh that and that's yeah, actually were- because of you as well it might be. It might be. I'm not sure. But um, yeah, they got they, they were bought out. Uh, Pac-Man and I were talking about it earlier, and he needed to find one more. And we looked on TCG Player, and they were gone. Yo, Jimmy Straight saved gone. me $50 this weekend. Shout out to Jimmy. Yeah, oh bro, my God. Be, be in the Hermit yeah. style chat, bro. I will save yeah. you. I, bro, like uh, myself, between myself and Trevor, we stay knowing when cards are going to get bought out. I literally, yeah. the morning, it was the morning of, right, of that tournament? Yeah. Yeah, morning of yeah. that tournament, yeah. I was uh, talking to Mike about Baby. And uh, spoiler alert, I played Dirty Burst in my list, and Mike is also playing it. But he was like, we were talking about the Victory Strike deck or whatever, and we were like, yeah, I just like, it's kind of a meme right now, but also at the same time, I'm like, I'd prefer not to just randomly get Victory Struck best of one and lose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, we were like, yeah, probably just play power like Dirty Burst. And uh, so I like threw two in my main. And I looked online. I was like, I wonder how much this card is worth. And at the time, it market price was like four, and they were there were some left for eight, but they had already started getting bought. So like people are already onto the card. And I was posted in the chat and was like, Yo, y'all should probably get your dirty burst now if you yeah. want them. And uh, I know both of you got them, right? You picked them yeah. up then. I bought I picked two. Up three. I got three. Yeah. Thank you, Jimmy. No problem. I also <laughs> picked up a couple. And uh, by the end of that day, there were. Four left, yeah. I think it. I think like it was twenty six. So yeah, basically thirty yeah. bucks after tax and shipping. So be uh, in the chat. Only, we let you know about the buyouts. You can be yeah. on top. Only of them. three left right now, and uh, the only near mint copies are twenty fives. Oh, okay. So that means someone bought one of the twenty fives then, because there were yeah. four of them. There are four. Yeah, there are four. Oh, there are. Four. I thought you said there's three. I'm sorry. Well, there are three listings. Sorry, there are three listings. Uh, there's a total okay. Of 11 copies available. On and they're all 25? 
No, there are moderately played copies for 15 and then lightly wow. played for 24. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. I've never bro. even never even seen moderately played beside a dragon ball card i don't even <laughs> think most tcg no. player sellers know how to grade moderately played. No. <laughs> no. i think most my near mints are moderately played that i buy <laughs> yeah bro friggin near you buy, you buy a card that's folded in half and it's freaking lp savage on that thing bro uh, you message the seller, they're like, Oh, yeah, bro, like lightly play, but just to be on the safe side, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but coming back to what you were saying, it's actually really cool that you said that and kind of just like sparked an analogy in my mind. So, when you talked about how you like you're gonna play my game, that's cool in like a million fucking ways, like my that just got my brain going, bro. So the first thing I thought of is playing a, like any, any fighting game. Like I know if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably at some point in your life played like Tekken or street fighter, or I don't know, soul caliber, some, some fighting game on that you picked up a controller to play with. And you know, when you're doing like the story modes and you have to go through levels with like handicaps and you have to fight a certain way, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. 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 That's basically what you're doing to your opponents, bro. Like, you're going to play my game and I'm giving you this handicap just by showing you what my leader is. And if we yeah. look at decks that have won recently and decks that have performed well consistently, it's those kind of decks. Like, we had VicX, right? Like, VicX, you're going to play my game, bro. Like, when it came out, you're going to play as defensively as you've ever fucking played Dragon Ball or you better out-aggress me. But you're not going to sit here and play a normal game of DBS. You're not going to do it because I don't. Same with Baby. Same with Invoker, same with Mecha Frieza, same with King Piccolo. Like those are all decks that they're just uh, inherent effects are so strong that it immediately warps the game the second that leader hits the board if your opponent knows what they're doing. So just super cool to think about that because of how much it will alter how you have to play and how much to play competitively. You have to understand these decks. And then um, the second thing it made me think of was with my background in fighting, it's always fight your fight. Like never fight into your opponent's game plan. Like if my opponent wants me to throw throw a jab, why the fuck am I going to throw a jab? That makes no sense. Um, right. So it's just always, you know, play out your game. And when you can pick a deck like Invoker, these decks that are powerful and do it well, it's you, you you'll get the results if you put the time in. So su just super cool to hear your perspective on that. Uh, Absolutely. And I mean, Invoker is the best example of you have to play my game. It's not even a Dragon Ball deck. It's a Magic the Gathering deck, Yeah, uh, realistically speaking. It plays outside of the boundaries of Dragon Ball because Absolutely. my win condition, my win conditions are Apex, uh, all of your stuff's negated attack, for hmm. Catastrophic Blow, I don't care how many cards you have in your hand, burn, 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 burn. And it's, it's getting to turn five is the most nonlinear branching paths kind of decisions making that any deck could have it's it's so crazy it hurts my head bro i mean you, you hear people <laughs> you hear people cry all the time that invoker needs to be banned and invoker is is so unfair and and what they really mean is it's unfun to play against because you Absolutely. feel like you can't do anything i don't care bro give me any reason you want to just ban it <laughs> i don't. Yeah, uh, if you I think I, I changed camps in Miami um, yeah. because cool. watching watching Subway play, like people were complaining. They were like, "Oh, well, he just gets to do eight damage on turn turn six or turn five. And it's like, 
Bro, I'm watching launch deal freaking eight damage on turn two. Like, come on, bro. Like, that's very true. And it's, yeah. it's just like, okay, okay, why is it? It's not fair for Invoker, but it's fair for launch. Like, and then you see, like, first of all, Invoker is not even that popular. Like, there's only two good Invoker players. Every other Invoker player sucks. Sorry. Uh, get better, guys. If you're an Invoker player, don't get mad at me because I said you suck. Get better. Um, but it's like I play other Invoker players in tournaments and I bust their ass every time, bro. I can't even beat Sublet like in a freaking – I've barely ever beat him playing Invoker. And I'm sure I probably wouldn't fare that well against Legends. Maybe, you know, a little better, but who knows. But it's like, bro, freaking come on, bro. Just Invoker is not even that popular. Like I don't think it needs to get banned at all. I just don't want to play it anymore. I'm tired of playing against that shit. I don't like playing solo when he's playing Invoker, but it shouldn't get banned. My bans are strictly personal. Yeah, so. yeah that's fair. Too. <laughs> 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 oh man. Um. All right. So, Sublet, what was there any matchup that you just? Uh, I I think I already know the answer, but was there any matchup you just did not want to see? Yeah, red Broly, right? Man. So when you, you saw know, it, how, what is your game plan, bro? Like, what? How did you even win? Oh man! So first off, when I sat down, I had I had this horrible feeling in my stomach, and this is the same feeling I had in Miami round one, and it was a red Broly round one, and I did I was like I was starting to get a little nervous. I, I he hadn't even gotten in the room yet. I was like, mm, something does not feel right. He turns his camera on. His leader's already awakened and turned sideways, like it's attacking me. (laughs) (laughs) What a flex to get in there. Yeah, it's Mm. that excited to get in there. That's a power play. Oh no! Wow. So I have to, I have to win the dice roll. I have to open top, and I have to hope he misplays turn one because turn one, Red Broly will decide if they win or lose that game. Um, It turns out that if you do not search Vampa turn one in Red Broly and play it. Instead, you opt to guarantee it by playing Astonishing Potential. You probably lose. And the reason is simply because you cannot use your Piccolo Jr. Unison's ult mm-hmm. on it. It's minus six on turn two. And that is your only opportunity. If you win the dice roll, turn one, you play Vampa, you hit a one drop. Turn two, you hit another one drop with it. You ult your Unison. I have one blue mana. I cannot even Violent Raise. I'm dead in the water. I got nothing. Nothing at all. But... If you give me that extra turn, you're going to get Violent Raised, turn two, and turn three, I'm going to play Vegeta. So against this uh, Red Broly player, I won the dice roll. I did open top, and he played Astonishing Potential. He didn't play Vampa. So turn two, he plays the Unison. He gets it up to five markers and passes. I I charge my third energy. Uh, At this point, he is not swinging on me with anything except criticals, which means that I have a lot of life, but my hand is also like four cards which is not good. I'm not seeing any spells off the top at all. It's, it's looking scary. But the one spell I am seeing is Violent Raise. So he ults his unison and swings leader first. Violent Raise. Uh, pass. Sweet. Charge fourth energy. Still no Vegeta. Go. Uh, at this point, everything that he's been, he's been uh, warping two cards out of my hand every turn, and it's the same two cards. It's Victory Strike and the Six Drop. <laughs> and, I mean, I don't care if he knows I have Victory Strike. Uh, it's not going to make any difference. I'm probably not going to play it that game. He uh, he summons another five. He warps two more cards from my hand going into turn five. I warp a six drop, and this time I warp a dimension magic. Now, I warp the six drop because I don't have catastrophic blows anywhere at the moment. And I warp a dimension magic because my game plan, if I survive, is I want to play victory strike. 
I know he has a violent raise and I'm probably not going to be able to take it from his hand. So I need to get that dimension magic back so I can sparking it and survive. He attacks it with his leader first again, violent raise passes. I end up, I start the turn with two spells in the drop area. I swing with leader. He does not choose to negate the leader attack. So I cycle a spell. I take a life also. I've had to take two of my own life with my leader's effect. I go down to four. I'm on five energy against Red Broly. I'm so confused as to how I'm at four at this point. <laughs> and um, I use a combination. I tap two of my five energy for a combination attack. Target nothing to put the fourth spell in the drop area. It untaps one. I awaken using the last two cards in my hand that weren't victory strike, one of which was a multicolor spell. Get my energy back, draw three cards. Then I have to use my leader's effect to add back spells. I can't look at his hand because remember, no Vegeta. I, I don't even have three different spells in the warp. So I have to add back a royal <laughs> condemnation. And the only catastrophic blow I've seen the entire game. So I get two cards back. I play victory strike, attack, violent rays, of course. But because, because I did not keep the dimension magic in my hand, because I warped it, I got it back, and I was able to sparking his first attack, and he swung with three five drops, and they all died. And because victory strike was on the board, nothing happened. And then the next turn, I had drawn uh, a catastrophic blow. I had added a catastrophic blow, and I still had a leader effect to catastrophic blow him again. So I just took his last three life of cat blows. Uh, yeah, Red Broly is the thing wow. you don't want to see. But if they don't, yeah, if they don't vomp a turn one, you can actually win that match fairly easily. Well, <laughs> that is super dope. <laughs> How do you uh, yeah. remember that shit? I don't even remember. Yeah, I'm. I was I also more blown away that you just gave us a literal play by play. Yeah, he he just described every single turn of the game when like I don't even remember the leader I played against most rounds. Bro, like me, me and Giancarlo literally sat before I did my baby video for like ten yeah. minutes of me just trying to remember who I played. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. I like have to remember to write notes. That's you're you're insane, bro. This this is it. This is why you're one of the best, though. You can just yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's there's your proof, people. <laughs> uh, well, well, very cool. I'm glad you won that. Um, let's see. As far as anything else goes, I think one thing I see there's two things I think I see a lot of invoker players misplay on. This is probably going to be a very broad, probably loaded question. So. Feel free to answer it in any way you feel best fit. But the two main things I see them do wrong are taking life when they should not take life off their leader skill. And then the second thing I see them do wrong is knowing when to awaken, which really goes in combination with when can I play Vegeta safely? Can you kind of hit on those two things like awakening and playing Vegeta and then taking your life? Can you hear me? I can hear you. My internet just crashed. Oh, no. Well, I can still hear you. Did you hear anything I just said? No. Very uh, cool. Okay. Well, I'll just repeat the question. <laughs> so uh, basically all I was saying was, I think the most common mistakes I see people make in Voker, it's two things. One is knowing when to, when do I or when do I not take life? off my leader skill when I pitch my card. And then the second is 
when do I awaken awaken in combination? And a lot of times that's in combination with when do I play Vegeta? Can you kind of hit on some of the timing for the, I know it's a kind of a broad loaded question, but can you just give some general tips on that? Yeah, sure. Um, like you said, it's very situational. Um, generally you want to never take your life with your leader's effect unless you're at six and you need to get to five to use your leader's effect for something. Uh, otherwise you just let them do damage to you. If they swing with a 10 K, you just cycle a spell. And that's, that's basically your game plan for the first couple turns is don't take damage unless they push 15s. Uh, as far as when you play Vegeta, if your opponent is more mid-range or aggro, generally you're going to play Vegeta earlier as far as the more aggressive the deck is. So the more aggro a deck is, the sooner you have to play Vegeta. So against something like, uh, let's say Majin Vegeta, for example, you want to drop Vegeta on turn three and awaken. Against something like Soul Striker or Baby, you honestly don't need to awaken until turn five. You don't even need to play Vegeta. You can. Uh, generally, though, I'd play it on turn four or turn three if I didn't have a Rival Seeker in hand. Um, the best turn to play Vegeta is usually turn four uh, because you'll still have one energy and you're not forced to awaken with your leader. If you play Vegeta on three, usually you have to awaken as well. Yeah, that, that, that all makes a lot of sense. That definitely makes a lot of sense. Are you ever worried? I mean, I guess this also comes back to your, your maining of the, the Destroyer Angel Rare, but when you play green decks, are you worried about playing that Vegeta on three and just getting it popped? Uh, you mean by Demigra Unison? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think green has access to, I mean, Demigra Unison and has other barrier removal, but mo most likely it's going to be Demigra Unison. Uh, if it's Demigra Unison, then it's already on the board. And so I'll just not play Vegeta. Green is not aggressive enough for me to care enough to play Vegeta. Um, a Topo ends their turn just as well as a Vegeta would. And so if they have a Demigra with three markers on it, I just won't play Vegeta. Usually against green, I charge them. Um, as far as the removal they could have in their hand, if I play Vegeta, I'm looking at their hand. So I'll be able to see it and take it. But green is usually pretty easy for Invoker. It seems like it would be hard because they clear Vegeta so easily. But no green deck that exists is aggressive enough and clearing Vegeta. So Majin Vegeta is aggressive enough, but they're not playing Demigra Unison, at least most right, of them are Right, most aren't. Yeah. And something like uh, Gotenks, green Gotenks. They're also not playing Demigra. Um, they play the Gotenks that can kill Vegeta, but they're not aggressive enough for me to bother with that. Their six drop has deflect, so I can't even condemn it, but I can just sleepy boy it back to their hand. It's, it's the same result, honestly. And so it's it's it just comes down to green isn't intimidating enough to warrant me playing differently. Very cool. That's a, that's a very cool outlook. Um, I'm trying to think of, of any other like questions, but I feel like at least when I've played against Invoker in tournament play, I think it's the biggest difference that I feel compared to like when I play you, a lot of times comes down to those two things. Like, are they taking life at the correct times? 
Are they awakening at the correct time? And that they know when to play Vegeta or as you just brought up, did they know not just not to even bother with it? I think those are like the main things. Some, some, there's some invoker players that see success, I believe against a lot of random decks, because let's be real. Invoker just kills most rogue decks very, very easily. Um, that they start to play it a linearly when it's the farthest thing from a linear deck. Do, do you agree? Uh, yeah. So Invoker is not easy to pick up. It's not a linear deck. You can't just say, I'm going to play Tournament of Power Arena on one. I'm going to play Vegeta on three and I'm going to win the game on five because I paid $1,800 for Apex of Power. <laughs> it's, it's not that simple at all because you're not going to open Tournament of Power Arena on turn one most of the time. In fact, you have about a 40% chance of having it in your opening six cards before and after Mulligan. So more times than not, you probably won't have top. And you need to understand what to do when you don't. Vegeta, it's not as simple as play it on turn three. Sometimes you do, because you have to. But if you don't have to, you don't want to. Uh, you don't want to take your life in matchups. Blue Baby attacks you. Don't take the life. The only reason you need to do that is if your opponent stops attacking you with any and everything and is trying to win with the Android 17 in their energy. I did do that. Yeah. I, I figured out the matchup on like turn. <laughs> look, I figured out the matchup on like turn three and I was like, oh shit, it's too late. I was, <laughs> I was just like, it's, it's our, like, yeah, it was, I was just one to two turns like behind whatever. I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> This I don't man, give a fuck. Let me just complain about him for a second. This man charges 17 on turn one. So I play the entire game like he's got one in his hand. Because mm. I thought there's no way he would charge the only 17 he has yep. on turn one. Oh well. So I had I had the most complicated turn six that I have had the entire I did not think harder than anything the turn before he went to seven energy. <laughs> in the entire the entire day so i was saying bro i was cool as a cucumber i was joking around with him laughing the whole time he was this man was about to have an aneurysm and i was sitting there chilling bro i was like oh okay oh yeah okay sure all right <laughs> that's incredible um all right well i feel like we've we've hit this pretty well um any last notes you want to talk about the regional or just invoker in general um i mean I think the regionals themselves are really good, like like Chesco was talking about earlier. And I think that if you want to play a deck that's a control deck, I strongly recommend that you play Baby. Because... <laughs> I play Invoker. <laughs> hey! <laughs> hey! Yes, yes, I would like to farm more free wins. Now, I'm, not, I'm probably not going to play Invoker in any more regionals. Mm -hmm. um, I just strongly recommend that you play Baby because if you invest the amount of money you need to invest in invoker and don't actually test enough with it and think it's going to carry you then you're probably going to quit playing the game mm -hmm. because you will have felt like you've lost a lot mm -hmm. and so a much and I'm, I'm not saying when i say easier to play i don't mean this as a negative no, i think a goldfish could play baby dog i'm this shit is not <laughs> um, hard but baby is the easier to play control deck Absolutely. And so if you like control, I strongly recommend you play something like Baby. Invoker, it's it's not like you don't have to be a genius to play Invoker. 
or anything like that. No, you should be a psychopath. A... <laughs> <laughs> a sociopath, sir. A sociopath. And you just have to put the time in. And if you're not willing to get your 100 hours in with the Invoker deck, you're not going to do well in the tournament. You're going to make incorrect micro decisions. And in Invoker, nine times out of 10, you lose to yourself, not your opponent. Yeah, bro, I, I agree. Like, I picked up Invoker, and I did put good time into it. I got pretty, I've got decent, I will say decent with the deck. Um, but, man, it just wasn't for me. <laughs> I just went back to baby. <laughs> yeah, I, I played it at Locals one time, and I wanted to die. I was like, this is a fucking horrible yeah, deck. Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, bro. All right, well. It rewards good play. It Never does. No, it play. does. And like, there's definitely plays I've done with Invoker that are fun. Like, don't get me wrong. Actually, I'll be honest with you, bro. My main reason for having Invoker even built, like I keep Invoker built um, because one, the deck overall is beautiful, but. Oh my God. Right. Royal Condemnation SPR is probably one of oh, my yeah. favorite arts ever in Dragon Ball. I, mean, I love Vegeta? that art. Vegeta's gorgeous. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. he's cool, but. Oh, dude, Vegeta the on the Condemnation, bro. Yeah. Yeah, Condemnations. The whole deck is just sexy. Oh, yeah, yeah. bro. It, it It's such a nice looking deck. I like literally, I used to hate it so much. And then I just kept looking at the cards in my binder and they were just like calling my name, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, you ever just sit and stare at Apex? Oh, bro. Yes. I actually did that today, actually. <laughs> like no 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 lie bro i literally my dad was over he so my dad built me this uh cabinet he's a really good uh he, he's a really good uh, a woodsman i don't know he has very good woodsmanship is that what it's labor woodworking woodworking a, yeah whatever the hell you would call that carpenter? he's not i mean i don't know if i call him a carpenter no car, carpentry is a specific to construction woodworking yeah. is not specific yeah he, but he's he's very very good at working with wood. Welcome to the woodworking <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but no, he made me this cabinet actually for all my collection and he like made it to the exact dimensions I want it to like fit binders in certain slots and like my five lanes and all like I don't know, it's really cool. But I was showing him my uh SCRs and I was just like, yo, dad look how much money this is. <laughs> and then we, I just like sat there after I opened the SCR binder and I was like, look at this card. And I showed him apex and I just sat there looking at it. I don't think he actually cared, but bro, I sat there looking at it and just amazement. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, bro, I did. I did that with my wife time one time. I was handing her cards and I was like, guess how much this card is. And, and I just kept handing her progressively more, more expensive cards. And I, <laughs> I feel like she was getting mad because she was like, I know this motherfucker didn't spend all this money on these cards. And I and I finished it up with the original victory strike. And I was like, guess how much this is? She was like, oh, I don't know, $800. I was like, no, nah, it's four grand. And she was like, can you sell this? And I was like, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so literally the same thing happened because my girlfriend was in the room and I was showing my dad and she just got progressively more mad as I flipped to the binder. I was like, this is 900. This is a grand. Yep, this is a yeah. grand. Here's my winner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's just, she literally every time is like, this is our Disney vacation. <laughs> yeah. <bro. laughs> oh, shit. Um, I could buy, I could buy, I know Jimmy and Subway, y'all's collections is way better than mine because I keep, I keep selling my shit like every other year. 
but I could buy a decent car with my collection. Not gonna lie, like I could buy like a not bad car. I, I mean, you've seen my Yu Gi Oh stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Sublet has me beat for sure, but I do feel like I have one of one of the better collections out there, at least. Um, all right. Well, I'll talk a little bit about my experience. We're going kind of late, but and I still want to get to top five, so I'll be super quick, and I'll probably go into it more when Mike's back. It's a, it's so a we, mega episode, yeah, bro. This is like the fucking all time mega, like the Easter special. <laughs> yeah, uh, Easter special. Yeah. <laughs> um. But all right. So I made uh actually so the first regional though I know um sublet you didn't win. The very first one, and I know Giancarlo, you didn't win the very first one, but it was so cool to see so many Hermit homies in Top Cut. Yep, that shit was sweet, bro. Like it was just like you were talking about earlier. Like in between rounds, we're all in there supporting each other, shooting the shit, making jokes, talking about our rounds, being pissed at our fucking opponents that they were dickheads. Like, (laughs) just yeah, bro. It's just like literally just hanging out with your friends. And seeing so many of us succeed in the first one was so sick. Like when I looked at final standings, I think it went Johnny, Mike, me, and then was it Sublet Armando? Was that yeah, it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, man, that was such a cool feeling. So I ended up in 10th place. Mike ended up in ninth place, which was also fucking sweet that Mike took his own deck and made ninth. And then I literally just copied his ass, put no work into it and only fell one spot under him. Like <laughs> baby. <laughs> right. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like shout out to Mike <laughs> uh, for figuring this deck out and being so great with it. I, I teched a few cards different than he did. We can probably talk about that more on the next one. I have a cool episode planned for talking about baby, but overall the event was super fun. If you want to hear my breakdown of all my rounds that hopefully I got right, as we already talked about, I'm terrible at remembering them. Uh, go listen to the bad beats video. Cause I, there's no way I'm even going to try and remember my rounds right now <laughs> from that first event, but, uh, was definitely super fun and very well ran. I thoroughly enjoyed that event. Uh, PPG. I also, uh, did the same as sublet. I didn't play. I had a family dinner, so I just got my participation. Just let all my opponents win first three rounds. Um, and then I played in tack this past weekend, unfortunately bubbled out of top 16. So that was a bad feel. I made the top 25%. There was something that happened that was very unfortunate. I'm not going to really go into details about it at all because it doesn't. Ultimately, it does not matter. All I will say is I recommend recording your games. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. I, sh- I, I do. I, I wish I recorded my games, and that's all I will say. <laughs> um, yeah. And there were other Discord members who had similar feelings after playing uh i will say maybe some of the same people <laughs> uh, that, that i played that day and um yeah so you know and un- unfortunately had i recorded there is a i guess a chance i might have ended up in top 16 well but i will never know because who knows how that changes trajectory and things uh but overall it was fun i mean i swear i'm cursed i was talking about this the other day this regional season, I'm just cursed. Like the first regional, I, the night before, spilled water over my promo binder and mm. I damaged about three to 400 promos. All have water damage. Tough. 
thankfully they are playable, but I can no longer sell them. So that really hurt. I was thankful that it was not the SCR binder. It was not the alt art binder. These are all normal art promos, zero, zero, one up to current. Um, but yeah, that felt terrible. And I did it as I was about to go to bed to get some rest. And I stayed up for about two to three more hours panicking in a rage. I was cursing so loudly. I woke my girlfriend up who came upstairs mm. to also help me dry cards. Um, it, yeah. it was insane up here. I was throwing cards everywhere. There were towels everywhere. I was throwing cards on the towels. I was trying to pat them dry. It was, it was a shit show. And then of course I'm angry. So then I had to spend another couple hours just sitting in my room by myself, staring at a wall, being mad because what else do you do when you just ruin hundreds of dollars worth of cards? I don't oh, know. Yeah. <laughs> So I think I slept for two hours <laughs> and then played all day. Thankfully, it didn't affect me too harshly because I, I still topped. Uh, second one, obviously, I couldn't play because of the dinner. And then this last one, I was up all night sick and literally in the bathroom all night long and also slept for about two hours. But not only was I tired, I felt like complete shit. Uh, <laughs> so just has not been good luck for me. But I did play baby. Uh, I'll quickly go through this recent. I guess the, the attack event round one, my opponent did not show. Thank God. I got to rest a little bit longer. Uh, round yeah. two, I actually played someone from the discord who said he was not playing in the tournament and gave me the win. We played for fun. He beat the shit out of me cause I had no idea what I was doing and I was half asleep. Uh, I was very thankful for him though. Cause he taught me how to properly play against in Shenron uh, <laughs> round three. Oh God. See, this is where I already start. Oh, round three, I played Tim Palacios <laughs> and I was like, Oh my God. Like, so my first real match of the day is like, so I, I mean, I've never played him. I don't, I think I maybe watched yeah. one of his games on stream before, but I'm like, great. I'm playing like this high caliber, like well-known renowned player. That's yeah. cool. I'm just going to get my shit pushed in. Thankfully, apparently he doesn't play as much anymore and was playing starter deck Vegito, which blue baby is just a better blue deck. He didn't do anything wrong. He played the matchup very well. And, uh, yeah, I just, I met, it, it was actually funny that game. I Mechie Kabora twice. I've drew both my Mechie Kaboras. And so blue mirrors, once you get turn seven, if you're going to Mechie, it is a literally a coin flip. You're calling either shrouded foo or you're calling turning the tide. Yep. Cause those are the two cards that will just auto lose you the game. And you, once you get turn seven, you just have to like pick your poison. And I was just yep. like, well, I, I believe at one point I counted his drop and he like wasn't at 10 and I was like, well, he's going to have to try and get the combo step. So obviously turning the ties to play and I'd rather just try and combo out of shrouded. Mm -hmm. So two turns in a row, I call 17 and then I play my shrouded foo and win. But the funny part was he did not main turning the tide. <laughs> oh, nice. So I spent two turns in a row making a card. He did not play. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So that, if I God if he doesn't have deflect there, so you can you can god seal it at least. Yeah, you can still god seal in that as well. That's that's another point that I failed to mention. Um, okay. so that that's also true. All right. So, anyways, um, let's see. So I win that game, and then we go on to the next round. I play Dark Broly. I play a guy who um, was really cool. Was actually a fan of the podcast, and he just beat my ass. Like I don't even know what happened, bro. Like he drew the nuts. He drew um. Like both his Meki Kaboras, he played his true fighting spirit. He had his like he had everything, bro. I just got clapped. I didn't have anything to stop what he was doing. So that game sucked. Uh, next round, round five. 
Let's see. I play. Shit, I don't even know. I can't remember. But I know <laughs> I won. So, because <laughs> how many rounds was that? Six, seven? I don't even remember anymore. Are we playing four? Yeah, Core was, was eight. Yeah, Jimmy played in a different regional than Chesco and I. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we played in different regionals. I don't remember what I played round five. Uh, round six, I play against um, Dark Broly again, and I was like, oh, that's great. Like, the same deck that beat me. I'm, like, half asleep. I feel like throwing up in between every round, and then I have to play Dark Broly again. So this was actually my favorite game of the day, though. I, the way I won was really cool. <laughs> uh, I... I'm getting like my hands getting destroyed as like Dark Broly does to your hand. And I had to skip charge one turn because of it, which put me a whole fucking turn behind. So then I get to turn seven finally. I had already warped my turning the tide because I'm like, I'm never going to fucking play this card against Dark Broly. I guess I probably could have, but I get to turn seven on six energy. Um, but the turn leading up to that is where the cool thing happened. So turn five, I tap five energy or turn six rather, I tap five energy, play my baby unison. Um, I neg five the baby unison to give my leader 15k double strike. Mind you, my opponent, I have pushed down to one life. I don't really understand how I got him to one life, but he's at one life. So I swing with my baby unison, or I can't talk, bro. It's like two in the morning. I swing with my leader, attack his leader, and I combo my hand down to four cards. The four cards I left in my hand were a heroic prospect, a baby hatch, a shrouded foo, and a golden baby avenger. My idea was if he um, negates my leader swing by playing the baby and drawing a card, I would probably be able to just win because once I get through all of that and then attack on the 30k, it should have been enough combo power to just win. Um, he did not negate because I think he also knew this and did not want me to play that baby ape for free. So I combo down to those four cards. And obviously he combos out. I already knew he was going to combo out. So I pass turn. He goes on. He plays his uh, Dark Broly to make me warp a card, which I expected. And I was like, the only way he fucking wins here is if he has a um, Demigrub plus True Fighting Spirit or something like crazy that can just rip my hand apart. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to take the risk. He's down to five cards in hand. Um, and I've already seen multiple of those cards already gone. So I wasn't too worried. He plays his Dark Broly. I warp the Heroic Prospect. He swings. I baby hatch. Pitch my Golden Baby Avenger. I'm leaving the last card in my hand as Shrouded Foo. And he had nothing left to do. He passed his turn. I play Shrouded Foo. Dark Broly can no longer win. <laughs> no. So yeah, that, definitely not. <laughs> no. So that was absolutely my favorite play of the game. Super fun. Uh, last round, I played against Red Green Launch. And... I just lost. He had everything, bro. All four super combos, four acrobatic Gogetas that I had stopped three of. Uh, he had <laughs> yeah. uh, three Piccolo Juniors, getting two of them by drawing two Assimilates, uh, two of the Arrival Goku, and yeah, it was like insane. And had all of his launch cards that he needed like on curve from the start of the game. Oh, and uh, three Arrival Gogeta. <laughs> Damn. Man, you said four acrobat? That man was all gas, no brake pedal. Yeah. Yes. I was like, I don't know how I win. <laughs> That's crazy. I don't know how I win. Um, so yeah. yeah, I just like lost. He just burned me out the game. It's so whatever. Uh, and then, yeah, so that's how I bubbled out of top 16. But overall, super fun. We've already hit baby enough. It is a strong deck. 
Let's get in the top five. Got you. <laughs> top five, no debating. Top five, top five, top five. And a whole city raid me. And I'm back inside the matrix. All right, so we are going to go around uh, for Battle Evolutions, all picking our favorite card of each color. Um, we, some of these were a little tough. Do you guys agree? <laughs> yeah, Battle yeah. Evolutions, uh, not that good of a set, not going to lie. <laughs> There's like some really solid cards, but man, like looking at some of the colors as a whole is it, it was rough out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of the cards are designed super well. They're just low power level. Yeah. I, yeah. I can agree with that's that. That's a better way to put it. That's yeah. definitely a better way to put it. We're we're just more negative. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So let's start with red. Uh Sublet, so, I'll let you start. Oh, why you hand me red? Red is awful in Battle Evolution. I go, I go in order, color. man. Order. Red's always the first color. Oh. Oh, red is, there's one good red card in the entire set, and it's testing the opposition. That's what uh, Chesco <laughs> and I like to call the blocker negate. Yeah. It's the, yeah. the two-mana counterattack that you can play for zero mana if your life is five or less. You negate the attack and play a token that gains blocker for the turn. And that's it. That, uh, <laughs> yeah. that is the that's the best red card in the entire set with yeah. no close second. <laughs> yeah. I 100% agree. Uh John Carlo, what was yours? The same. Yeah, testing the opposition. We we tried <laughs> not to have too many multiples, but we were just kind of on the same page of like yeah, red sucks. And uh I think there's an argument to be made that again calling them the blocker negates that every color's best card is the blocker negate, but that's boring. We don't want to do that. Um, All right, so hold but, on, hold on, hold on. Guess what okay. my pick was? Testing the opposition. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are so good at this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, bro. Red is trash. <laughs> like these cards are so fucking just not good, not mm -hmm. good. I don't know. I'm just not seeing anything else that I would even come close to me picking a different card. But hey, if you, you disagree with us, let us know man. what you think. Yeah. <laughs> um is horrible. Yeah, yep. Nap is really bad. I mean, he looks like low-key though, he looks fun. Like it does look like a fun mechanic, I will say. Does it look good? I know. But I do think it's fun. I think the theme of it is very neat. Yeah. A lot of good themes in this set. Yeah. I don't even think it looks fun. I think it just looks horrible. Mm. Well, okay. I guess you're also <laughs> negative. We're all in the same boat. Yeah. <laughs> I never claimed to be positive. Yeah. <laughs> that was my fault. All right. Well, there's not much to talk about for that. Let's get into blue. Um, John Carlo, why don't you, why don't you go first? Yeah, I picked uh, Android 18. Let the battle begin. So she is. <laughs> okay. So um, if you, if your leaders an Android and you control a unison with a specified cost of two, she cost one. So for one energy, you get a, 15k blocker that counterplays a four cost or less by putting it on the bottom of the deck. Uh, in terms of again, we'll like talk about value, that's insane value because she she plus ones on summon and then she's a 15k blocker slash attacker, whatever you want her to be. So I think she fits into the Android decks uh very, very well. Yeah, that is definitely a solid pick. I like that card a lot. Mm -hmm. I also like that card a lot. <laughs> Was that your pick? <laughs> I have a backup, but yeah, it was. <laughs> All right, go ahead. What, what, what's your backup then? All right, my backup is the Gene SR. 
Really? Row except for. Interesting. Uh, so this, I wasn't expecting this card that. has, well, it has the most words of any Dragon Ball card. <laughs> like if you actually look at it, the words are scrunched together in a giant box covering half of Gene because it just says so much. Um, and that just makes it a good card, right? It also says uh, Bardock's I, I crew four times. Just throwing it out there. Uh, one, two, three, four Bardock's crew, two heroines. No, three heroines. Oh, and we've got so many other names too. <laughs> but I, I think this card is just, it is one good leader away from being an unbelievably strong card, right? Mm. Like you, uh, you combo with this. All right, so I'll read it. I'll read it for everybody. So it's a zero mana 1k combo. That it's atrocious. Uh, but to be fair, it does combo out of the match. So it's still good enough there. Uh, it's auto sparking five. If your leader card is a blue Bardock's crew card or a heroine card, uh, two very horrible leaders. When this card is used in a combo from your hand, you may add one blue Bardock's crew or one heroine card in your energy to your hand. If you do, Add one mono blue Bardock's crew or heroine card other than copies of this card from your drop to your energy. So already you're able to recycle some stuff. This lets you set up the ape evolution plays from draft box six, which is, is really nice because it's about the only gimmick you have uh, in the blue Bardock's crew deck. And then it has another effect as well. An activate main for one green, uh, one blue mana. If your leader card is a blue Bardock's crew card and you send this card from your drop to your warp, Add either Torah's Red Armband or Assault of the Great Apes from your deck or drop area to your hand, then shuffle your deck if you look through it. So this card, you combo with it to facilitate its first effect, which then fuels its second effect, which searches your deck for a draw, what, two or three or four or something ridiculous. Or summon, yeah, or summon five cards. Um, for what the deck wanted, this card is everything that it could have asked for. And so I, I really think that it is an excellent blue card as far as what they were going for. As far as playability, it's Android 18 or bust. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, that's actually a really cool pick. I wasn't expecting that. I always like to hear our talk, like even though usually just me and Mike, right? But it's always cool to hear what we both pick because sometimes like everyone's on the same page, like for red, but sometimes we do have different picks. And like, obviously you guys are on the same page with 18, but it is mm-hmm. definitely cool to hear that. Um, I also like Android 18 a lot. Uh, I cheated on this one and picked two cards because like we said, I guess we really can't just choose the blocker negates (laughs) for every color. (laughs) However, the reason I did want to mention Shield's army reinforcements first during this segment, which is the blocker negate is it is phenomenal and baby. Um, I did not play it this past weekend and I regret not playing it. I just... I was trying too hard to tech my deck out and I should have streamlined it more. I do regret not doing that. Um, I was overthinking too much, trying to prepare for too many decks. Um, and ultimately the, the, the blocker negate is just insane because you do get into situations sometimes where it is actually just feels really nice to be able to tap out for a go on yeah. and still have a negate. And when you're out of D magics or if your opponent has played a silver bullet, it's a way to play out of both of those situations. And the difference here is D magic buys you energy to negate again. Whereas this card does not require another negate. So you don't have to negate from hand again. And 
you also get the extra attack defend it regardless because of the blocker. Um, obviously, they can remove the blocker, so there's some risk that you take there. You have to know when it's proper to play it, but I just think that is a really cool contingency plan and very helpful in certain matchups. So that is definitely a card I'll be maining probably two of uh, moving forward. I have to rework my list. Best of ones are so hard to build for. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I will go ahead and pick the Unison, Super Android 13 Neverending Bloodlust. I just thought that this was a cool card. I can't pick 18 because y'all picked it. Um, <laughs> but for 21, I mean, when you draw it in your opening hand, that shit's crazy, bro. Uh, I'll I'll read it off to everybody. It is an activate main if you don't have a Unison card in play and you choose one of your opponent's clone tokens, so obviously meant for 21. Uh, there are some other leaders you could play, but personally, this is Scream 21 for me. Uh, and remove it from the game. Play this card from your hand in rest mode with a marker on it. It has a plus two activate main. One of your mono blue leader cards gets plus 5k for the turn. Your opponent's clone tokens can't attack, which that's huge for the deck uh, during your opponent's next turn. Um, and the fact that it's a plus two, so it just comes on board turn one with three markers. And it's a 14k. So the leader swing isn't even going to remove a marker. This shit is sticking, which is great. Um... You have God Sealing on play from turn one moving forward, but it also has a neg effect. Neg four, activate battle, which is phenomenal. Um, you don't have to preemptively use this. This card gets 11,000 power and double strike for the turn. So it gives you a little extra pushing power there. So overall, just a solid unison for the deck. Uh, I don't think that it really puts 21 into a position where it can succeed much in a competitive format but it at least takes a step forward from where it was. So that's why I picked that. Absolutely. Still needs a lot more. Still needs yeah. a yeah. lot. Still needs more for sure. But it, it is a cool leader. Uh, there, is a, there is a little stint where Mike played that leader exclusively. And um, just playing against him, I just always thought it was very unique. Uh, very, very, very cool leader. So I'm hoping that they continue to support it at some point and make it more meta relevant. Um, okay. Let's uh let's go into green. Who wants to start us off? You go, Jimmy. Okay. Um, so for green, uh man, I feel like this is like a cop out. <laughs> but I picked Rosie. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> didn't we all? Yeah, yeah. like yeah. that's why I said I feel like I feel like I, I, I copped out on this one. Maybe we maybe we can talk about another card we like or something, but I have another. I have I got back up. Okay. Okay. So Rosie Blast Manipulator, it's just like, (laughs) it's just like the immediate, I think, green chase card everyone wanted from Battle Evolutions at like first glance. So I pre ordered four. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like it's just a green staple and a limited set. So like everyone wanted it ASAP. Um, But I'll I'll read it off if you don't know what it does. So it is, it has deflect, which. Sure. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, if your leader card is a green, is green or a heroin card, when you play this card from your hand, your opponent chooses two cards in their hand and discards them. This card gains fucking triple attack, bro. Like, they should have added the F bomb in there. Like, this card literally <laughs> for the turn, bro. Like, I don't, I don't know, man. This is insane. Like, yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I need to go into any analysis for why this is a good green card. Um, really? Green isn't Goodbye. like super, 
super relevant right now. But if you like to play green, you should have this card because with green not being super relevant, it's already, how much is it right now? 30, 40 bucks? Yeah, something like that. It might have dropped lower. It, it was 38 on release day. It's about 20 right now. 20 right now. Okay, so it dropped significantly. However, I don't think it's going to drop below 20. And trust me, when a green deck like wins a tournament with this card yeah. in it, whenever that happens, this is going to be like the fucking Obuni when Obuni was like $80. That's so, it's just waiting. It's just waiting for the right deck to break it. Like at 20, I'm literally tempted to just go buy every single one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at this card and it's like, this is, this is now two cards added to the green good stuff package, right? Yeah. Your green good stuff package has at least two Rosie in it. Bro. Mm -hmm. Like and, it's insane. Uh, how many just good green cards like every green deck is about to just be good green card dot deck and just like find yeah. the best leader <laughs> yeah, i think, I the think they already are yeah i mean that's what that's it's been problem. right they but like yeah exactly so i don't know but yeah, uh, not, not not to get too off topic real quick but yeah. it's that 13 it's clash Q all the way like without a doubt it's it's 100 percent clash Q. it's going to be the best green leader I mean, that'd be sweet i'm a i'm a big fan of clash Q. mike is an even bigger yeah. fan of clash Q, so i'm yeah. all about that Absolutely. Butters gonna love that. Yeah, shout out Butters. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. know him, however, I do know that he loves Clash Q. So that should say exactly. something. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So yes, Rosie's broken. My backup card was you do it. Broly Swift Berserker. Okay. All okay. right, all right. Um okay, I wasn't it, expecting that. That's a cool one. So it's not actually that I think this card is amazing. I think it's very cool. Um you know me. Uh, I like Broly cards. I like set one Broly. I I, I want to play set one Broly in one of these regionals coming up. Um, and this card is just cool. Now I actually don't think it's amazing, but like the fact that you can summon the seven drop on like turn three and look at your opponent's hand and discard a card, it, it's very cool. So um, this is this is more for flavor than for practic practicality or practicability, whatever the word is. Practability, bro. I love it. Stealing that. <laughs> Practability, bro. <laughs> I'm stealing that. I'm using that. Oh, this what is now a term that will be used on Hermit Style Podcast exclusively. <laughs> Practability. You need that and you need charge 17 pass. All right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so but what you got? I got Kakunsa, the Feral Fury. All right, that was uh, also my backup. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah, yeah, she's super good. Um, so this is like the basil for green, basically. Mm -hmm. She's the unique one-drop 4K, draws a card when she's played, and then she has an activate main. If your opponent reaches a certain criteria, she becomes a good card. Yep. Um, so basil becomes a dual attack 19K, which that's a good card. Mm -hmm. Kakunsa, actually, if your opponent has eight or more cards in their hand, and three or more energy. She does have an energy requirement as well. She becomes a 20k double strike until the start of your next main phase. And on top of that, she bursts two, milling your Ribrian every time. Mm -hmm. Guaranteed. <laughs> Guaranteed. Yeah. Um, like this card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is just another example of a green good stuff card. Like this is a one drop that you are more than happy to start with. You're more than happy to sacrifice it for your Bardock. And you're more than happy to win the game with it. Like, it's just a well-designed card overall, and I, I really think that the, the card's fairly cheap right now. 
This is another card that's just waiting. It's on the fringe yep. of expensive. Yep. 100%, bro. Those are like two cards that are like, obviously this isn't a market watch segment, but yep. if you're looking for some good pickups, those are solid pickups right now. Yeah. I, I think like Maidens as a whole is is borderline like, if you just play like a, a good green leader, pure maiden deck as a whole, I think, I think that's like an actual deck that could see some type of success in the tier two bracket. Yeah. No, hundred percent. Um, okay, cool. Let's, uh, let's move into yellow. Uh, I, I we'll go, we'll just start going back to back. I guess. Sublet, what you got? All right. All right, so I'll take this one before you guys can get it. SS3 Sun Goku. How'd you know? How'd you know, bro? Gee, how did I know? All right, so so this is the card that is the reason you get victory struck on turn three these days. Um, Mm -hmm. so it's got what better person to talk about this than Sublet? Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. All right, so this is a four-drop, 15k with barrier. It's got swap five. It costs three mana to swap and has the requirement if you have three or more energy. I'm not sure what you were doing. There is no mana dork for yellow. So I'm not sure how you get three energy without having three energy. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, they they foresee that and they put that restriction on there. They're they're about to release some broken shit in the next few sets. Right? Mm. Uh, All right. So you, you swap into a Goku's lineage with an energy cost of five. And the one you swap into is the pan. But it's got an activate main for one mana. If all your energy is mono yellow, you bounce a Goku's lineage in your battle area with an energy cost of two to your hand. Play this card from your hand. Then add a card from your life to your hand, because why not? Mm-hmm. And then uh, you can't play more of this card for the turn. So you actually get to attack with Goten. It yep. lets you look at the top three. Then put it right back in your hand to play this card. Yep. So the, the combo that this card enables is on turn three, you tap three energy, you swap into a pan, which gives you a five-drop Goku. Actually gives you two, but gives you a U7 Goku. Then you Surge Awaken with the Cell Leader. You play the eight-drop, you play the Victory Strike with your two free energy, and your opponent is sad that they have lost the game to that bulk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so this, this card is clearly the best yellow card in this set, uh, simply because its very existence enabled the deck to exist uh if it was not for this card that deck would not be a deck period and so i think that that just makes this the best yellow card because of every card we've talked about so far the only deck that has come about from battle evolutions was because of this card and so yep yep and uh, if you look at this card's price tag it's it's reflected in that this is i think the most expensive sr in the set It it is and a small tip for everybody when the unison comes out, you don't need this card anymore. So it might not be worth that price tag. I will say though, um, the swap deck that exists in set 13, I think will be pretty good as like, I'm I'm kind of on the fence about calling it good, but like it, it exists and um, swap is a cool mechanic and this card is going to be used in that deck. So if you want to keep playing swap, you will need this card, but yeah, if you don't have the victory strike, wait until set 13. Yep. hundred percent. Yeah, I, uh, well, <laughs> you want my backup? Yeah. It's going to have to be both of your backups, right? Yeah. 
I might need a third backup because there's only one other good car. <laughs> well, I mean, you go into pan, right? <laughs> <laughs> How do I not pick pan? <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know, man. Uh, like, do we get to use blocker negates? I don't know. I'm at a loss. John Carlo, you can go. I, like, <laughs> I, I thought about picking pan, but I figured that. I think uh, Death Blaster, man. Death Blaster is that really was good. My backup. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, Death Blaster, yeah. I think, is Blaster's better cool. than people are giving it credit for. So it's like, obviously, in Mecha, you can take a life. You still have to warp two extra cards. So, all right. So, counterplay. If your leader card and all of your energy are mono yellow and you send two mono yellow extra cards with an energy cost of one or more, other than this card from your drop area to your warp. The battle card played is played in rest mode with its skills negated for the turn. So, so for like any yellow leader now has a bloodlust esque effect. It also comes in in rest mode, and like the cost is pretty negligible. You're gonna have extra cards in your drop area, especially if you're playing yellow. Especially if you're playing mecha, uh, th- this is just a good card. Like overall, yeah. And the second one is fed by the first one. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's it's definitely a cool card. I wasn't like overly excited about it, but it's definitely a cool yeah. card. Yeah, it's like strictly just a good card. And then like uh I had it played on me in this last weekend's regional and I was like, I Oh too. yeah, I, forgot. I was like, Oh, I forgot that card even existed. And then like he played it on me and I was like, Oh shit, yeah, it's pretty good. Fuck it. Like <laughs> Oh, my my reaction was very different. <laughs> he, he played around me and I was like, Oh. No, I'm still gonna win. <laughs> well, it, well, yes, like I, yes, but it was, it was, it was I, yeah. So, <laughs> um, but no, it's it's cool. My my only, I don't know, I don't know, I don't really have a true opinion on what my gripe is yet because I haven't played against the deck enough, nor have I updated my mecha list to play test it. So I don't really have a real opinion for everyone. So just throwing that out there. But my only gripe with it is now. We have, like, there's a lot of great extra cards, obviously, you can play in Mecha, but you can only use the argument of this is free so many times. Because... Oh, it's, free. <laughs> it's free. It's free, dog. That, hey, guess yes, what? If, but if you only have free, three times that you can say free. And that's if, su- it's not, if it's not free, you're just going to charge it. Like it's Yeah, simple, you know? sure. But, I mean, that's the same argument as any card, right? Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> so there are no bad cards in this game because you can charge. <laughs> yeah, all exactly. cards are usable, bro. <laughs> Set to skillless Yamcha. Go put it yeah, in. Yeah, it's red energy. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, let's <laughs> let's let's move into black. Uh, John Carlo, you can start us off. Well, I got a cool one, bro. Son Goku, Path to Power. Nice. This card is this card is so cool, bro. Let me let me read it. All right, so it I is a, are you being serious or sarcastic? No, this card is so cool, bro. Okay, I I agree, but you sounded a little sarcastic. I couldn't tell. Just making sure. No, 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 no. <laughs> I got you. All right, so it, it's a it's a five cost, not actually a five cost. Twenty five k unique double striker. When this card attacks, play up to one skillless battle card with an energy cost from uh, energy cost of two from your drop. It gets plus five k for two energy. If your leader card is a Saiyan. No color restriction, just saying. Uh, your opponent has two more energy. You have two or more skillless battle cards in your drop. Play this. So um, the thing is, like, you can play this in, obviously, skillless Goku, right? But you can play it in Soul Striker Janemba, and you can play it in the blue skillless Gohan deck from set 13. 
And uh, you can play it in, uh, again, just any of these whatever Janimba Xeno decks that everyone's playing. This fits right into that with uh, Chilled and the Nemesis Master. Like, this is just a really, I think this is just a good card. Not broken, not like breaking the deck, but really good card. Yeah, I, I like I like that card a lot. I actually do like that card. Was the just saying on purpose? No. <laughs> oh, it was pretty good. If it, if it, it was it was re- it was a good pun. <laughs> uh, all right, so what do you have? All right, let's go with Bulma, inspiring support. Dang, oh, yeah. that was mine. Granted, there's only I like five black was, cards. I figured it was man. Um, so it was between this and the Catopesla. So I went with the Bulma. Um, this card's just super cool. It's a super combo that costs one energy, which means I can get it back with power burst. Yep. Um, Bingo. You use it. Yep. You use it in announcer. When you play it, you draw a card. If you use it in the old announcer, you draw another card too. And then, uh, if your leader card's a world tournament or a heroine card, when you use this card in a combo, there's no life restriction on this, by the way, this is active at eight life. When you use this card in a combo, it gains plus 10k combo power for the battle. And if it's your opponent's turn, you get an additional 2k combo power for each color in your energy. Mm-hmm. And so you've got four different colors. I'm not sure if it counts black, does it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So five different colors. So yeah, this card's huge, like 20k combo. Bro. Zero mana 20k combo. If y'all yeah. have listened to this podcast for a while there's been two separate episodes where i've said one thing i want in dragon ball is give me a card that gets an effect for every different color that i have in my energy this isn't a different effect but this is the first card that has gotten close to it and damn it i'm building announcer because of this card yeah it's sweet yeah announcer is another deck that's like pretty good Yeah. Power burst back. That's so My, good. How many yeah, super power, combos do you play? Eight? Eight, yeah. That's nuts, bro. Man, yeah. I love this card. <laughs> yeah. I love and the thing this is, card. like, people who I, I've seen people complain she doesn't draw when you combo with her, but it's like, I don't but, give she a combo, fuck, bro. but she combos for 16 to 18K. Like, like realistically, I, I don't think she's going to 20, right? But she's definitely going to 14, and she's probably going to 16. So, like, a lot of the times, the card you draw is just another card to combo. So, like, the fact that she combos for 16k is good enough, like. Yeah, I don't know. This this card's crazy. Yeah, and, I like it a lot. Yeah. I mean, I have not tested with it, so take, you know, whatever. Yeah. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But <laughs> I, I maybe it's my excitement of starting to get what I finally wanted as a mechanic in the game. Maybe. I don't know. But I will definitely <laughs> be messing with this card, so. Oh, yeah. yeah, so that is a solid pick. Uh, yeah, you're right. The only other card to pick really is the Catapesla. Um, yeah. They just, if yeah. you like Power Rangers, it's, he's it's cool. Neat. Yeah, yeah, he's neat. He can like it's Megazord neat. somebody. Yeah, Megazord, yep. <laughs> yeah. It's just so. super nifty. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's a nifty <laughs> Yeah, there you go. N- Nifty's cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, there isn't really much to say about it. Like, I don't think catapestles are still in a spot where they're going to be like real but they do come out of nowhere sometimes just clap people and it's funny all right against non-red decks like if you're playing if you're if you're playing like some type of black mirror match and your opponent catapestles you you're probably fucked like uh, i up. mean that was why i actually uh we we tested a lot of that in vigex in the early days of vigex because yeah. um 
the mirror was rough sometimes, man. Like you're, yeah. you've only got four power bursts and like, hopefully yeah. you see your tag team go hunts. Like, <laughs> yeah. cause there's a, there's a lot of damage that's going to push through. So yeah, I mean, that's, Absolutely. that's, you know, always something to think about, I suppose. Um, all right. And although it's top five, there are enough multicolors that we did have to create a sixth category go slightly, um, out of our normal programming. Uh, but I guess I'll start or no way. Who's no, I, I just went. So yeah. So I started us off for this one. Um, I don't remember what I picked. Hold on. Let's see what I picked. Oh, <laughs> I, I had another cop out pick. I just like this card. It's not even like, I don't even think it's playable right now. Uh, but Android 17 and 18, just the boss monster. Uh, it's just cool. It's got oh, deflect yeah. and it's double strike and it's dual tech. It's a 25 K that seems pretty decent when it's played. You choose any number of your opponent's battle cards, ignoring barrier, place them in their owner's drop areas. So no more blockers to block my attacks either. And at the end of the turn, switch up to one of your blue energy to active mode. I, I'm probably winning that turn, hopefully, so I don't think that matters. Uh, when this card attacks, your opponent reveals their hand, choose two cards from it, and place them in their energy and rest mode. Uh, I don't know. Like, what do you think of Boss Monster? Like, it's this, right? I don't know. It's yeah. It's just the fact that it's eight is annoying when you have cards yeah. like Turning the Tide that can just win you the game. Um that's probably my yeah. only gripe with it. But if I can find a way to get this out and like if they make a way to cheat this out, maybe, I don't know. It's just a cool card and solid boss yeah, monster. I have a huge I have a huge gripe with this card, man. What is your gripe? Um all right. So first off, it means that Violent Predator is never getting unbanned because it's clearly the replacement for Violent Predator. Uh-huh. Correct. Um, which I don't care about that. I don't I never liked Violent Predator anyway. It's but actually a slap in the face it, because it puts cards in their energy. So this, that was very purposeful. <laughs> The exact opposite. <laughs> but so this card is is made for Android uh, 21 decks, right? Correct. Yeah, okay. You play it on turn eight. If this is the first battle card you played, your field spell prevents it from attacking. Yes. So this is a nine drop. Yeah. Yeah, that's my gripe. This is a nine drop. Violent Predator took everything they had. So at least even though it couldn't attack, it still took everything. This card has to attack to be good. Mm. Yeah, That's like fair. you you literally probably need to have like you have to have saved baby hatch. <laughs> oh, yeah. This card's just super counterintuitive for the deck. Uh I, I think that this is actually poorly designed. Hmm. Yeah, I, I mean I like <laughs> Yeah, and no, I mean I don't I don't argue that point, but still all the shit it does, if there's a way to get this out, it's a great boss monster for boss monster effects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in in the, uh, what, set two, Android 17, Android 17, 18 liter, cost seven mana. That is true. But I'm not playing I, that. I think, the thing is that the, <laughs> but the, the 16 deck ramps the same amount of as the 21 deck, so you can also play it in that, right? It's not leader yeah. locked to 21. Yeah, but like... It's not leader locked to anything. Yeah. It's not lead lock to anything, but you're winning in 16 off the back of your arrival into the 21. Yeah. It's just, it's never happening. It's, it's only happening if you want it to happen. Yeah. That's fair. Like it's you, cute in blue mirrors because it has deflect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like I blue mirrors getting your boss monster God sealed is annoying. That's horrible. It changed it. God sealed. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a car that changed the way we played the game. Uh, 
I, I think uh, these blocker negates are going to change the way the game is played at some point as well, but that's a different conversation. Um, okay. Uh, Sublet, you're up. All right. So mine is a card I think is very well designed. Um, so it's the Trio de Dangers Fierce Trinity. Uh, I think that this card, regardless of what it actually does, is how Bandai should design legacy support. Okay. So I'm going to read the card first, and then I'm going to explain why I say that. So it's a it's a blue-yellow, five-cost card with 20k power. It's got energy exhaust, of course, deflect, and double strike. And it has a permanent. Your opponent cannot activate counter skills in response to this card attacking unison cards or battle cards. So basically, when this thing hits the board, it's coming at the unison. So it's got an auto. When this card removes a marker from an opponent's unison by attacking, choose up to one of your opponent's unison cards and negate its skills until the end of your opponent's next turn. And then finally, activate main for two mana, one blue and one yellow specifically. If your opponent has two or more energy and you have a total of two or more blue and or yellow battle cards in play, play this card from your hand. So the reason I say that this is how Bandai needs to design legacy support moving forward this is an extremely good card, okay? This is, we don't have very many, we really don't have any good blue-yellow decks that exist right now, right? Mecha Frieza might use them, but it's not actually a blue-yellow deck. It's never charging yeah. a blue energy. Right. And so we don't see this card played, but if there was, this card would be played. It's a two-mana, 20k double-strike deflect that clears a unison. It negates its skills if it doesn't kill it. Like, it's such a good card and it counts as Bergamo, Basil, or Lavender. So for the Doggo deck, it helps fulfill your requirements on your leader and your field spell. And so this is a card that they made that both supports the archetype itself in the way that it needed, giving it a low turn, any Doggo that you need, and making the card itself good outside of the deck as well. This is just, this is stellar card design, in my opinion. Wow. Thank thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Carlos. Yeah, I chose a card that I thought was cool. Uh, <laughs> All right, so we're on the same page. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I chose another U9 card, Sorrel and Hop Fiends of U9. So, um I also really like the doggo deck. Me and Subway have been messing around with it, so we both like the doggos. But this card, I think, has a lot of utility in other decks, not just doggos. So first for the Bergamo leader, uh, let me read it, right? So it's a 15k dual color, blue-yellow, energy exhaust blocker. If you have a U9 card in play, negate this card's energy exhaust skill in every area. Um, when this card activates its blocker skill, your opponent may choose one of their cards, switch it to rest mode if they don't draw one card. So in Doggos, you can play this on turn one. You block, you either um, draw a card or you turn off like one of your opponent's cards. In the later game, like resting in energy opens up Bergamo plays, the yellow Bergamo. Um, in Mecha Frieza, you can U9 assemble this out. And the, what's cool about it is you can discard this card with Bojack uh, because you know it has more Bojack synergy. And if you have a Yunnan on the board, you can charge it, which lets you side deck Sensu Bean against King Piccolo. Um, this isn't something I've tested heavily. I think I, I have about three games in with this random mecha build. 
Uh, it's just cool. I think like, again, like it exists, which means it, it could be good. I, I haven't tested it enough, but I think it's cool. Definitely Does cool the Mecha Frieza require mono yellow? The Mecha Frieza Topo? I have no clue, but maybe. Does no, I don't think. No, it doesn't require mono because I was playing in Android 13, so it, it doesn't. It must not require mono yellow. Okay. Yeah, that card is better than this, though. I mean, <laughs> the, the <Topo. laughs> this is cheaper. Yeah, but I mean, you still you don't have to charge it. You can just. Play it off Unite Symbol or discard it for Bojack. So it, it just has good synergy with some builds of the deck. I agree. Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, so we are going to go into favorite art from all cards in Battle Evolution. Um, whoever can start first. Doesn't matter to me. Okay. I kind of have two answers because one, one is like, a reprint, which is a uh, full art foil sensu bean with original art. That shit is hella sick. Um, we finally got the original art of sensu bean. Not only is it now foil, but it's also full art. Hella sick. Uh, but that's not, that's a reprint. So I, I wanted to choose a card from the set. And that was a uh, Wol Yamcha Wolf Fang pitching <laughs> fist ball. This card <laughs> looks sick. Uh, like I said, like I said this a little earlier on the podcast, Yamcha as a character in the show, I don't care about. But for some reason, in this card game, I just really love Yamcha. Uh, I like the way the Yamcha cards look. I like the way they're designed. They're just super cool. So I, this Yamcha looks hella dope with the... Especially if you look at the full art. He's got like a giant wolf behind him. Yeah, this shit looks hella sick. I literally thought earlier you were kidding about that being the card name. <laughs> no, that's the card name, bro. It's yeah. literally yeah, the card name. name. Yeah. It's yeah. a real name. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. All right, Silbert, what you got? All right, so for the reprint artwork, Desperate Measures, because Chesco already took Sensu Bean, mm -hmm. Desperate Measures looks really good. It, it yes. just, oh my it God. It's, it's full art is just, it's magnificent. If you haven't seen it, you really ought to. Mm -hmm. um, and as far as the new cards go, uh, my answer is actually a combination of two cards. It's the Goku and the Tien. Their mm. full art foils together look beautiful. Did I steal yours again, Jimmy? <laughs> Bro. Damn. <laughs> Get off like, wavelength. There's no way he you. picks this, bro. All right, hold on. I'm, I'm scrolling. You better fucking talk about this shit and make it sound as cool as I think it is. Oh, my God. So if you remember back in the, um, the World Martial Arts set, uh, WMAT, the uh, the SPRs and a whole bunch of the other cards they actually like formed a picture yeah. when you had them together of a fight that they had in some martial arts tournament. Yep. And they brought that spirit back in this set with these two cards with Sun Goku long awaited rematch and Tian Shinhan the long awaited rematch. And if you look at them in their regular versions, it does not do it justice. You need mm -hmm. to see them full art and put them together. It's absolutely beautiful it's like you're looking at the sprs from the set yeah. honestly like they did a very good job with that also the cards are okay i mean goku's got a weird look <laughs> on his face i'll be honest with you he's got a real weird look on his face mm. but i mean tian's trying so yeah it just looks it looks really good when you put the two cards together 
Yeah, I will say that was the best gimmick they've ever had in this game in terms of art. The the two cards coming together to form the full picture. Oh, that's man. absolutely the best gimmick they've had yes. in this game. And I don't think Absol- the the SCRs they revealed. I was kind of sad at how they made the. I think it's cool they put the three SCRs like together. I don't know if y'all saw it. Um, nah. Yeah, yeah. But how they like they make like a picture, but it's they literally have nothing to do with each other. It's just the background connects. Oh, okay. That's interesting. So, like, yeah, it's okay. It looks, yeah, it's not that special, honestly. No, it, it it really isn't. I was kind of uh, I was super disappointed in that. All right, I will get. I found a backup. Man, <laughs> y'all know I love world martial arts, so like, that's always my jam, bro. Like, mm. that had to be it. Um, but I will pick as my backup. I don't know if y'all will even expect this one. Actually, it was one of um, John John Carlo was one of your picks, uh, for your your top five. Uh, Son Goku Path to Power. I think that card looks sweet. Like, oh yeah, big. Time. I'm a uh, I'm a big fan recently of just like Kid Ku art for some reason, and you've got like the dragon behind him and like the lightning and stuff. I don't know the way it's full art and the positioning of Goku to the right. I just think it's a really dope art. Also. Two other notes on the art for this set. The solar flare card, the green one, could have been cool, but they gave Goku the dumbest looking face I've ever seen. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've seen it or if seen, know what I'm talking about, but his face just yeah, looks stupid. Solar flare. Yeah. Look at his face, bro. He just looks okay. dumb. Like, he looked like he solar flared himself. He looks really goofy. Yeah, yeah he does. Rookie. That's a rookie mistake, solar flaring yourself. Oh, he does look He's weird. Got- what? Yeah. He's got the same goofy look as he does in the uh, long-awaited rematch card. Just yeah, bro. I don't know. He looks real dumb. So like that card could have been way sweeter looking. They like really messed that up. <laughs> um, but my favorite reprint lightning coming out his face and his fingers. Yeah, yeah. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Like, cause like it has all the makings to be a cool art of like the way they did the background and like the whole like kind of like monotone looking shade. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Could have been really sweet, but whatever. And it also looks like a blue card. Yeah, it does. It does. It I mean, really the whole thing does. blue. I don't know. doesn't make any sense. Um, but I was super stoked to have a full art set one yellow Zarbon. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Right. Bro, that card looks so nice. And... It's actually, if you want to watch an embarrassing video, you can go back and watch one of the first videos I made. It was like a year wrap up on the Hermit Style YouTube channel from like the first year of Dragon Ball. And we went through some of our favorite cards and my yellow pick was Zarbon. <laughs> I've like always loved Zarbon. It's just been like, I don't know. I, I literally can't even tell you why. I literally used to play it as a one of, I think, in Tricolor Ginyu. And I would untap my three drop green go tanks. And I just feel like a god when I did it. Because I'd just be like, mm-hmm. damn, I can't kill it. But like, yeah, bro, I'm taking another card. <laughs> um I don't know. So I was super hyped to get the full art foil. That was like the first thing when Mike and I split our cards. I was like, I need a Zarbon. All right. And then last part that we always do of top five um, best deck in the battle evolutions meta. Do we answer that like biased or unbiased? Unbiased, just overall like the deck that has the best spread. 
the best spread or the best the best deck just say invoker bro oh. yeah. <laughs> I man no it's like god that's a hard question to answer in such a wide format it is very hard to answer so Honestly, there has to be some bias well, I think it's wonderful when somebody asks you what the best deck is and your answer is like, well, actually, these three, four, five decks are really good. Yeah. Uh, it shows that our game is healthy. But yeah, Invoker, number one, best deck, beats everyone. Okay. Giancarlo, what's yours? Uh, I, I mean, my favorite deck right now is King Piccolo, so that's the one I'm going to pick. Uh, I will answer a different question you didn't ask. Out of every deck that got introduced because of Battle Evolution, I think 16 is the best. Ooh, really? Nah, cell surge. Cell surge. No, nah, that deck sucks. Fuck that deck. No, nah, it's cell surge, bro. Uh, go to sixteen. Nah, bro. Look, that cell surge deck is a gimmick. It's not good until you can do that shit on turn three. No, on turn two. Like the 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 swap version is so fragile and way and like that one turn is a huge difference. Like when you can do that shit on turn two, it's gonna be hella annoying. But the current version of the deck sucks. I mean, I don't I mean, disagree with you that it's fragile at points, but. I, mm. I'm with Android on 16 in general. Yeah, Android 16 in general is terrible, man. We have no, Android 21. No, 20, 16 yeah. is better than 21. Nah, no, hundred no, percent. No, 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 hundred percent. All right, no. all right. I'm not gonna build it to like test it. <laughs> yeah. But I'm confident. I mean, yeah, I read the, I read the cards. I'm pretty confident <laughs> with the outcome here. Um, mm, y'all are tripping. All right, so we got uh, Invoker, King Pickle. I mean, I guess I'll just stick to form then, Blue Baby. <laughs> uh, I do think Sinagro is well-positioned. And if you have access to the champ packs, um, it's the answer may actually need to be Mecha Frieza over Blue Baby as just having the yeah. overall best spread. But um, I'll, I'll yeah, stick with Blue Baby. Always has, Invoker always has the best spread. Mm, always, 100% of the time. Every format that I've played Invoker in, Invoker has had the best spread. Like, my worst matchup is Red Broly, and my next worst matchup is still in my favor. So... <laughs> I would say that's a great spread. Like if you look at King Piccolo, King Piccolo has a very uh, 50-50 spread against a lot of the meta. Oh yeah, it's it's relatively yeah. fair. Yeah, um, like King Piccolo is the most one of the most fair tier one decks. Like what what, what would you say the tier one is? We got Mecha Frieza, we got Baby, we got Invoker ish. It's hard to call Invoker tier one because there are so few that get played. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 yeah, but the same yeah. like but they but it always it's the same shit. It always tops. It's just a really hard deck oh, to play. Yeah. yeah. It's really so, expensive. So we'll, yeah, so we'll add it. We'll say tier one. We'll we'll put it in tier one. And you have aggro sin and you have red green launch. Yeah, Dark Broly. I think either yeah, version Dark of launch Broly's is tier, tier one. Two. Dark Broly and either version of launch and Dark Broly are both tier one. Nah, Dark Broly's tier two, man. It's just not know. performing. It's not per but neither is Invoker. I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Like Invoker is absolutely performing. No, I mean Dark Dark no. Broly's top most of them recently. Dark, Broly, Dark Broly's topped all of them. Shout out to Armando who got fifth place two, two times in a row with Dark Broly. <laughs> yeah, but the what's champ. the percentage? What's the percentage of Dark Broly's topping? I bet you it's remember, less than Invoker. just because players suck doesn't mean the deck isn't still good. I mean, I think it's just weak right now. I think I think it's bad. In, I think it's, it. I think it's absolutely bad in best of one. But like 
the format as a whole. If we're just talking best of one, then yeah. you're probably right. No, we're just well, talking about the format the as a whole. Yeah. Well, the format as a whole is best of one. That's hey uh, man, there's one best of three. Not. We got PPG. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Right. We so had like, the Louisiana 1K, New Jersey 1K, PPG. Best of three exists. I mean, baby struggles in best of three. It does. Well, yeah. I, I don't know if it struggles. Well, let's it, be real. It, it only, if you want to play right now and there's a regional or a 1K, you're playing in the regional. Like, what? Well, I don't know why you play in a 1K when there's immediately less prizing. Right. right oh my right. God, right? Like, like literally. First place, at, first place at the regionals, Chesco and I are going to make out like bandits. I think so. Yeah. Thousands of yeah. dollars. Thousands. It's, a, it's absolutely at least, at least, I got 800 like guaranteed lined up already anyway. No, nah, so bro. Like, you I, have. I, like if you top four, that should immediately be at least fifteen hundred, but that's like very low. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I made two hundred yesterday selling off the extras I have now. That wasn't even the promos I won. That was just the things the promos replaced. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, like the pricing's way too good in these regional. I mean, it's cool if you want to just play IRL and like just play for fun or I mean it's a one K, so you're still playing for something, but Yeah. The pricing for regionals where it's at. I agree. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I think that about wraps up top five. Any closing notes for just where we're at right now in the format? It's good. Healthy. I like it a lot. Uh, I do too. Got to keep loving this game, man. Got to keep playing. This shit is just good as fuck, man. Love. I yeah, love Dragon yeah. Ball. I love the communities. I love all the homies, bro. Uh, let me give a quick shout out. I, I know we, I'm not saying we're ending the episode, but like, Bro, everyone in Hermit style, let's go. Armando, Pac-Man, Jay, Alex, Gidim, Carver, Leon, Rabbit Squirrel. That's just a handful. Shout out to everybody, bro. Thank you for making this community great. Fuck yes, bro. I echo that yeah, a dude. thousand percent. Yep. Yeah, like this, it's awesome. This whole this whole Discord thing, I'm completely new to it, but like the community is so welcoming. And I have never had a better experience with people. Than I have. I, I generally don't enjoy the presence of people, <laughs> but like the ability to play Dragon Ball with all these guys from the from the Discord at the middle of the night, which I'm always awake at, and just like talk to people and a and a welcoming and and just enjoyable to be around community. Like it's fantastic. If you're listening and you're not in the Discord, jump in the Discord. Even even if you just casually play the game, like. It's a great place if you're competitive, but it's a great place mm -hmm. if you're casual too, because really you're going to love the game more just being in it. Yeah. Yeah, bro. I, well, thank you both for those kind words. I a hundred percent agree. My opinion, I guess is biased, <laughs> 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 um, but realistically, when I think about my favorite times in playing card games, it was always more the community and the people and less the game. Um, cause that, that's what it's all about, man. Like you, you yeah. cannot be playing these games just because you're competitive and want to win stuff. It just yep. doesn't make sense. There isn't enough to win to fulfill that need. Um, we, we play this game because we love it. And I felt like this game did lack a real community. And I mean, bro, like it, it's like a family in there, man. It is fucking cool. I get stoked in between rounds every time. I literally get out of every round of regionals and I just see people in the chambers just chatting. Like, yep. 
that's just a cool feeling to see all the homies just there waiting. And then you come in and get fucking hyped that you just won yeah. or get fucking mad that you just lost and everyone can get mad <laughs> with you or get yeah. stoked with you. Like that. It's just, uh, it's so cool. Um, so yeah, I definitely appreciate that. Um, and we do work hard to keep it that way. Uh, in part of doing that, I, I just want to mention this because there, I did get some messages about this. Um, if you are acting a fool, if you are being just wildly disrespectful, if you are, um, not acting in a way that we, uh, that we act ourselves and bro, trust me, like, like we act real dumb in there. Like we say, we talk <laughs> shit to each other. We say oh, yeah. dumb shit all the time. But like, if you're just actually being an ass other places and being just completely mm-hmm. negative and bringing people down, I will literally just ban you as soon as you join our discord. So we work hard to, all that shit that y'all just said, like we work insanely hard to make sure it stays that way. So I appreciate everyone so much in there. And yeah, like (laughs) I feel like it's, it's mandatory because there are so, there's so much negativity that clouds this game when you go onto online forums, like in some of the groups online. I think that Facebook is very toxic. Yeah, it definitely can be. Uh, it definitely isn't always, but it definitely can be. And that is the one thing that I refuse to let our discord turn into. And then obviously if you're a confirmed cheater or scammer, that's just like auto ban. But, um, it's, it's important that we keep that shit going and, uh, it's all cause of you guys. So thank you. Mm -hmm. Uh, You, you and Mike have done a wonderful thing for this game and for this community. Yeah, absolutely. Big shout out to Jimmy and Mike, bro. Y'all, y'all fucking I, I really, I really do love this shit, man. I love Herman Style, man. I think yeah. y'all do it. You do a great, great job. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. All right. Well, we we can uh <laughs> move on. Um, I don't think there's really anything left to talk about. This is an insanely long episode, the longest episode we've ever done. So uh, I, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good yeah. at just calling it quits here is there anything else you guys want to talk about shout outs you want to give anything at all all i know we just gave like a ton of yeah, yeah, shout outs yeah. but like yeah. out, outside of, of like us <laughs> right we kind yeah, of shouted out yeah hey. uh hey thank thank you uh like i said thanks uh for having me on bro it's always an honor always a pleasure to be on here bro uh yeah dude this yeah. was awesome this is great yeah oh yeah well, we will definitely do it again soon, guys. Thank you both for coming on. I hope everyone listening enjoyed this. So you got to really get a deeper look into the minds of some of the best players in the game. Um, no offense, Giancarlo, but a lot of people call Sublet like one of the best to ever play. Um, oh, yeah, bro. <laughs> yep. So, and I mean, the results that you've gotten prove it and but i mean also john carlo like your your results prove it too bro you're both elite players so definitely i hope everyone learned something from this and uh we'll see you guys next week yeah, I got the real one.